Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Howe, and I'm here with Chris Gladden. What's up, Chris? Hey, how we doing today? Pretty good. I uh, hope everybody's had a good week. We uh, got some good stuff for you tonight. Um, we uh, In one of our previous episodes, we kind of touched on what we would use um, in a zombie apocalypse, and it was kind of an interesting discussion. Um, but we were sitting here um, discussing kind of right after that, What? why is, is that stuff so popular? You know, it seems like um, in recent years, um, we've seen an uptick in movies, um, TV shows, video games, all kinds of media forms where this post-apocalyptic zombie, I mean, not specifically zombie, it doesn't have right. to be zombies, but just a post-apocalyptic type um, scenario is, is just like the main focus of it. Yeah, there's, there's actually a couple of different... Um ways that we have the post-apocalyptic so you already covered the zombies um then you got like disease outbreaks you got nuclear war right famine and then like climate change i think those are pretty much that pretty much covers most of it um you know it's a really interesting question why it is so popular um i guess it's one of those fun fantasies where it's like finally you get to kind of think about there's no rules to anything yeah you know you get to you finally get to have anarchy and it's, you know, legal, I guess, because there's nobody there's to no enforce law, right? the rules. Um, so you get to have these fantasies about what what would you do if you were caught in that situation where there were no rules, you know, and you, you could basically do anything that you want, but but you have to plan to survive in right. that situation. Um, so I, I think that the video games are pretty neat about it. I mean, you got like Fallout. Um, yep. I mean, DayZ is even one that Day-Z. I talked about, about, you know, it's zombies. But, I mean, it's it's literally a survival simulator. I mean, in, yeah. in, in the game, the version of the game that I played, I mean, you had to find water. Yeah. That's, uh, that's you had cool. You I had like to that. find food. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would die of starvation. Actually, like, so... When you start that game, you would when again. This was two fuck. I don't even know how many years ago. A lot of years ago, um, when it was still in its very early development phases. But you would spawn just on the the shore of shoreline of this island or like of this continent. Okay, and you had nothing but a shirt and t-shirts or like a t-shirt and jeans. Oh wow! And yeah, you'd have to go find stuff. So you'd start running, find a little town open doors kind of like you know in PUBG that's that's where honestly I think a lot of the the structure from PUBG came from DayZ mm-hmm. um, where you see like this kind of open-ended very realistic um, like the ballistics the movement systems are almost identical as far as how your character can can lay down and crouch and, and run sprint and all that stuff it's very similar to DayZ okay um but you had to find everything. And then if you found a weapon, you didn't just find a weapon. You needed to find a weapon. You needed to find magazines and you needed to find bullets. Right. <laughs> yeah. Before you could even fire one, um, one shot. Right. Um, and, you know, it was kind of that stuff was really rare. So whereas you might be able to walk into a house and find like a can of beans to eat. Okay. Like finding all those ingredients to, to have a weapon mm-hmm. was pretty difficult. Your storage space was limited, so you needed to get a backpack or something like that to carry right. it around. Um, if you were hurt, whether by, by a zombie or someone shot you, you needed to bandage your wound within a certain amount of time because your screen would actually, you know, when normally it's just full color, mm-hmm. but after you take damage and you start bleeding, your screen would slowly turn grayscale. Okay. And if it got to be all the way grayscale, you'd bled out and you'd die. Wow. That's interesting. If you fell to a certain distance, you would break your leg, and you would basically literally have to crawl around. 
sucks. It was fucking miserable, <laughs> especially because at the, at the state that I played the game, it wasn't very good. There was a lot of bugs still. Right. So like you'd be just climbing down this ladder, and it'd be like, oh, never mind, you're not on the ladder anymore, and you'd fall like three feet and then break your leg. Oh, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. And then, were there were a lot of zombies in that game. Like, um, did you actually the state that I or? played? It, no, there were some, and like I said in that in the episode when we talked about the zombie apocalypse, as long as you had a fire axe, you were fine because okay. it wouldn't attract other zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd kill zombies in one hit. So zombies at the point that I played the game were not really the focus. What, right. I, what we would do was we would basically spawn in, we'd find each other, um, and then we would go to. The deeper parts of the map, which, I mean, you might be literally running through a field for, like, 40 minutes. Okay. And you would find military bases and stuff like that. And that's where you'd get all the good shit. Right. <laughs> so is this kind of like an MMO kind of game? or like No, a- it's just real open-ended. It's not an MMO. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, the servers, I think, took up to, I want to say, 40 people, 60 people at the time that I played it. So, but was it like an RPG where you got to keep the stuff when you logged out, or was it Yeah, like- so, right, when I logged out, I'd have all my stuff, and I'd log back in. You would log into different servers, though, so there were multiple instances of the same island. Okay. And actually, we got to the point where we'd cheat the system to loot it. So you'd go to one of these high, um, high like loot priority areas where you'd get the good stuff, like a military base, mm-hmm. and you'd loot the one server you were in. And if there was nothing there, actually, to be honest, if you looked around and saw all the doors were open, you just wouldn't even bother. And you would log out, and then you'd find another server that had just reset. Okay. And you'd go into that server <laughs> and then take all the shit. Right. And then what we would normally do is go run back to the coast where all the new people were and just kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> and you get into firefights and stuff. And, right. and the thing was, that is the map was so big that, like, in the gunshots were... Even this is similar in um, PUBG where um, they're kind of shocking. Like, it's not like some other game, but, like, when you get shot at, you just hear this big crack. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea where the hell it came from. Right. And so you, then you're just like, shit, you, like, sit in cover and you're, like, looking around, trying to peek around corners and stuff and find where somebody is. So was there any story to it or was it just, like... Yeah, I think there was. It's some Russian. I mean, actually, the, the entire map was based on an area of Russia. Okay. And you can actually see, like, some like of the actual elements that they've built into the game. Like, some apartment towers and all the stuff that looked exactly like um, the, the real ones in Russia. So, I, I think there was some, some base story, but really it was just kind of an open-ended survival game. Okay. But it was just really fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like an interesting game. I just I just didn't know, um, you know, if there was, like, like missions or anything like that. No, that no. Did. Yeah, just... I mean, in, 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 the, in the end of the, the end, I guess, of their development, what they're shooting for is a game, because it's still not done. They're shooting for a game that is, the idea is to survive. Mm-hmm. So, you're able to um, take that survival stuff a step further. You can cook your food. You can um, build camps. You can build buildings and, and like, you know, create a like a post-apocalyptic, like you're surviving kind right. of thing, what that would look like. But like I said, in the state that I played the game, it was more just go find some guns and shoot shoot at each other. Okay. but That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, out of the zombie games, I mean, obviously you've got stuff like, um, you know, I mean, Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, which is probably, I don't want to say like the starter of the genre, but definitely in video games. I mean, that's the biggest name when it comes to post-apocalyptic zombie stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Destiny is kind of a post-apocalyptic thing. Like, the you know, Earth was destroyed, and now you've got the, 
what is it the light that's trying I've to never played it to trying honest. to help you uh protect the earth and rebuild everything i mean there's just i mean there's just a ton of video games out there uh well left for dead we talked about yeah, that left earlier. For dead, that yeah, was, that's, a, that's, that's probably a, one of my favorite ones yeah because it's one of those games i mean for me it's not so much the zombie part of it is whatever i don't care but yeah it's just the the it's a fun you can pick it up for 20 30 minutes mm-hmm um, and it's fast paced, you know, it's a good cooperative game. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one you have to communicate. <laughs> you have, yeah. Cause it's, things will get out, out of hand real fast if, yeah. if you're not careful. But, um, I do, I definitely like that game. Um, it gets old after a little while, I think, cause you can only do the same stuff. So mm-hmm. like so much before it's like, all right, I get it. Right. But, um, it's, it's just a fun single serving game that I don't feel like I need to invest a ton of time in. Right. In order to a, be good at or B have fun playing. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like, you know, how some games, um, maybe like a Destiny or some, like, RPGs where, like, you have to, to get the good stuff, you got to, I mean, you're playing that game for a significant period oh, of time. Yeah. Um, in Left 4 Dead, it's like, no, it's it's all right there. You have access to everything from the beginning. Yeah, it's kind of like a single-serving game where yeah. the whole thing, I mean, in that 30 minutes, you get the whole experience of the game. You know, yep. I mean, you're not playing the entire game, but it's going to be pretty similar to that yep. every time. Yeah, you get to have, use all the weapons. Yeah. You get to all the health. You know, I mean, it's all kind of in that experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about all the games. I mean, you got Gears of War is another one. It is. It's, that's a little bit science fictiony too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gears of War. I mean, I, I think I, I played through one and two. I never made it past that. Yeah, number one was my absolute favorite. Um, that was when we first discovered Xbox Live. Um, oh, and some of my that was friends, when it was on yeah. the big rise. Yeah. yeah, and you know some of my friends had never played Xbox Live, and I finally got them. I'm like, dude, you need to get on Xbox Live. Like, just come over and try this out. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was the it was one of the last games I ever had land parties. Like, I you know had a couple people. people yeah, I had two TVs in my house. Don't know what that is. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think most people probably listen to this are probably old enough to. Podcasting I know, I'm joking. Like that. <laughs> but uh, we had, you know, we'd have a TV in my, my, my room and then a TV in the living room and we'd, we'd have people playing on there and man, I just, I loved that game. And then yeah. the second one came out and they changed the way servers worked online. Um, for multiplayer? Yeah. And it killed the game for all of us, pretty much. Why? Because I played that lag one. Was, lag was just so much worse in that one yeah. compared to the first one. Well, like the first one had some issues with, like, whoever was the host was infinitely better than everybody else. But there yeah, weren't a lot were of... running the game locally. Right. And not having to connect. But for some reason, like, the lag wasn't that bad. But on the second one, I think there was still, like, hosting. But I think it would, like, jump hosts... Like, maybe trying to make it more um, fair or something. I, I don't remember exactly how it worked, but I know that lag was just awful in that game. See, I played that, and I can't remember that being the problem. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could have just been where well, I lived. No, lag I mean, was really it, bad. But. No, no, I mean, it, you could be right. I may just have not paid attention to that yeah. at the time. And I remember playing through the single player with uh, my roommate at the time, and that was a lot of fun. Like, I just love one of my favorite things about like the first person shooter genres is having like that co op um, run through a game. Um, what other game did that really good? Army of Two. Like, I, I really liked that. the first one of those. Uh, when I was in Iraq the second time, I think that came out, and me and my roommate, I mean, we played the hell out of that game. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I mean, that, that co op, like, yeah, Gears is class. I mean, that's yeah. that was what drew me into that game. Was that was so it's such a fun time. Yeah, and um, I mean, it was so different in the way that the way that uh, that third person worked. It, yeah. it was fi- finally somebody made a, th- a third person shooter that was actually fun to play. 
they did the mechanics really well. Yeah, like the cover mechanics were yeah. good. Um, the the transitions between shooting and melee were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, your ADS still was it didn't feel broken or yeah. out of perspective or anything. I mean, it still felt good. The chainsaw was awesome. That's what I mean. I mean, there was, <laughs> yeah. there was no better feeling than like popping behind a wall and like coming out and chainsawing somebody in yeah. the face. That, that was, was always a that blast. was amazing. Or one of my favorite tactics and one of my friends that played with us all the time, he used to get so mad because I would hunt him down just to do this because he hated it so much, which would be unloading the pistol on him and then just smacking him real quick. And yeah. it would just instantly down him. And he's just like, oh, my God. And then and then I would just sit there for a minute while he's, like, sitting there bitching over <laughs> over the Internet. And then I would just shoot him in the head and make his head explode. But it was it was great. Like, Worth people it. hated it so much because it was like way more powerful than it probably should have been because like i said yeah the pistol like when you well when you run you just you're moving so fast with the pistol and you can shoot it you know you shoot it as fast as you can pull the trigger so you can shoot a whole really fast yeah and then and then you you hit them you know you you butt stroke them or whatever with it or uh, i guess pistol whip them with it and uh i mean it's instant down and and it was way faster than the lancer could be unless you had you know the fast reload whatever whatever those were called the critical reload i can't remember what it's called yeah was that a perk or something or i don't even no, know you remember when you like reloaded correctly you got like your, oh if your, you timed it correctly yeah your your ammo would blink and like with the sniper rifle would automatically down somebody if you hit them with that and well, i can't remember what they called that though what was, there, what was the bow oh the uh oh man the was it did it, they explode the, the rounds exploded right? yeah it was the oh my god it's right there on, on the end of my tongue uh, I can't remember what it was called. I'll, yeah. I'll remember it here in like ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was fun, and then I also liked the big uh, the machine gun, like the, the, the Gatling gun. I don't. Remember that was in Gears Two, I think. Oh, okay, it, it was a special weapon. I yeah, think. I didn't remember that one as much. I loved the the Hammer of Dawn though. That was that, that was the big was awesome. cannon, like the laser yeah, cannon you, or whatever. Yeah, you aimed a little laser on the ground, and then it would just come out, yeah. <laughs> come out of the sky. I love that, especially in multiplayer, because people would be hiding behind a wall, and it's yeah, like no, no saving you there. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Gears. Was, like I said I never, I didn't play the first one multiplayer. I only played the second one multiplayer. Man, the first one was so good in multiplayer. It was so much fun. The one thing my, I did like about second though was hordes when they added. I was going to say that was, that was hey, literally what literally what I was going to say was one of the things I had a ton of fun once with was the horde skin. Yeah, which is like zombies in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same concept, right? Just how long can you last type deal. Yeah, the thing I didn't understand about zombies in Call of Duty though was, did you know, like the controls felt really different. Like I, didn't, it just, I didn't play it. Oh, you didn't play it at all? Like, I, it just at didn't that point, seem... when I was playing Call of Duty, I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to play against people. Right, yeah. I don't care to play AI. Mm-hmm. Especially not that kind of AI. At least in Gears of War, that there's different types of enemies. Yeah, they do different the things. Um, you need different strategies to kill different ones. So depending on the combinations that spawned, where it was like, oh yeah, there's just shitload of these zombies. Like that doesn't sound fun to me. Um, I'd much rather play a real person that I kind of have to strategize against and 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 stuff like that. But it's the torque bow, by the way. The torque bow. <laughs> I had to look that up. Yeah. I knew it was yeah. something I kept wanting to say ratchet bow, but I was like, that's not what it's called. Torque bow, yeah. <laughs> um no that was that was one of my favorites. So there was nothing better than like grabbing somebody's knee or something that was sticking out from around oh, the corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I remember some kill cams that looked really awesome with that. Like um I remember catching somebody like I, I think I had just shot it like over the top of some roof and it just happened to like fall down and just land and hit somebody like I mean I think it was in the knee too which made it even more funny but and then it just explode on people I, I can't tell you how many times I've just randomly shot that thing and it just hit somebody yeah um the boom shot was really the shotgun, fun. Is that the shotgun no that's the the grenade launcher 
Mm. Or the rocket launcher. I don't remember what it technically was, but like that was that was another one of my favorite weapons, uh, especially on that one level. I can't remember the name of the level, but it was just like a warehouse, and you had like a bunch of cars on the street, and there was a boom shot like right in the middle that everybody always fought over, and I, I loved it on that level because it was very open. Yeah, well, it's, that's why it's in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing level design. That's for sure. Right. Um, so, Gears of War is another good post-apocalyptic one. You mentioned Fallout, which I've never actually played. Yeah, I've never really played any of them. I'm not really big on the first person. I'm not really big on single player games. Period. Like the my favorite like single player modes of games are always cooperative. So it's not really even a single player game. Yeah. Um, well, and I think uh, to be honest, I mean, growing up as a kid, most of the games that I played, um, you know, with a PlayStation or, or whatever, were I always played with my friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, I played some games by myself, but it was always like, hey, you want to come over after school and play this? Mm-hmm. Or on the weekends, we'd, you know, stay up until four in the morning playing something, you know, yeah. multiplayer. And it was like, that was the a lot of the fun part of the video Absolutely. game was doing it with somebody else. So I, I agree, man. I have a hard time. Unless a game has just a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I mean, I know the Fallout's kind of, I mean, they well, it's got to be a mix. Of, it's pacing that bugs me with that game. Yeah. It's like, so I, I started playing three, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did the first part of it and I just was like, the, the story is just advancing too slow. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to, I promise you the best way to lose my attention in a game is make me run around in the fucking desert for like 40 minutes and nothing happens. Yeah. Try and figure out where I need to go. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Yep. Like, nope, I'm just never going to pick. I don't have, cause I don't have 10 hours to get to like where I need to go. Right. Like I need, like, that's the one, the one big, my biggest pet peeve in video game design is when they do a horrible job of like helping you figure out where to go or who to talk to yeah. or what to do. And, and you know, some people really like that, like way open sandbox, but it's and not I just me. Don't, it's not me either. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. I understand why it's cool. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it's frankly, cause I don't have the time. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to play some of this game. And it's like, I just spent, I spent three hours hours doing this and i felt like i got nowhere yeah i can't do this every day like it's fine for me to spend three hours on a game but i'm like all right i beat this level or i made it you know something cool happened in the story or Mm -hmm. or, you know i I played multiplayer with somebody and i got better but like for me to just sit down and waste time running around it's like absolutely not yeah uh one that uh we'll mention brandon again one he'll (laughs) he'll He's probably sitting here thinking, like, why are they not talking about this game? But Borderlands, that's another really big yeah, that was Yeah, now that was a fun co-op game. Again, yeah. co-op, very... And that was one of the few PvE games that I liked. But again, I could never play that game by myself. No. I had a friend that was always like, hey, you want to play some Borderlands? I was like, yeah, sure. I was just about to say, like, if they come out with another one, we need to play that. That's I, I've always wanted to play it, but I've never had, like, friends that consistently played it. So I'd like to... I mean, to... It, it's one of those things that, to to a certain degree, it does get old to me. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, I'm just, like, picking up guns. Yeah, and I mean, it is a bit of a grind, but, yeah. um, you know, unlike, like, Diablo or whatever, there's more of a story that's going along with it instead of it. You know what yeah. I mean? There is a story to, like, Diablo, but... It, it seems like Borderlands has more going on. Like you have more missions and stuff like that to yeah, deal it's, with. Yeah, and, I mean in Diablo, I think I like I like the the fantasy aspect mm-hmm. of it. I like the art style a lot. I like the character and the enemy designs. Yeah. I like I like the way the game is played. But I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily play it for the story. Yeah, it and does it, have awesome cutscenes though. But it does. But I mean, the story is good, right? Yeah. But it's but but what you're doing in between those cutscenes really doesn't feel yeah, like anything to do with the story. Yeah, um, it does. But it's like it's not very well narrated unless you want to sit there and read all those chat bubbles, I guess. Yeah, nobody got time for that. No, no. no. <laughs> so, but yeah, but Borderlands is definitely one of those 
post-apocalyptic um, set games. And I love the cel-shaded art style in that yeah, game. It's, it's so remember. different. The colors are so vibrant. Mm. Um, the, even the gun design, the character. I mean, it's all really the good. The snap claps, or is that what they're called? The snap, snap traps? Snap traps are really funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I'm surprised I had forgotten about that one. Yeah, that's a. I haven't heard anything about a new one coming. They have to be coming. The last one was so successful. I mean, both of them have been so successful. I can't imagine them not coming out with another one. But I haven't heard anything. So maybe next year's E three or something. Will yeah, be, um, or something about. Oh, and and I mean, another thing is um, Half Life almost. Oh yeah, Half-Life. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily start post apocalyptic, but it's kind of mm-hmm. in that transition of crisis. And Half Life yeah. two definitely is right. Oh yeah. We've got the alien overlords that are kind of have taken over and whatnot. Yeah, that game is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never beat the second one. I, I, I didn't beat the either. First one, but it was, you know, I mean, there was so much going on in that game that I think it was one of those things for me that so Half Life One and the, the expansions Blue Shift and shit. What's the green one? I don't, I'm, not, I'm blanking on it, what it's called now. It's where you're the army guy. Um, they were really good for their time because no other game had mechanics like that. They mm-hmm. didn't have level design like that. Um, it was just, you know, very revolutionary. But um, Half-Life 2 felt like they tried to... They didn't innovate. Yeah. Like, it was just like, okay, we've updated the graphics of Half-Life, and here are some more levels. Mm-hmm. Which I always hate that when, when a game does kind of rest on its laurels a little bit. Yeah. But I just played it, and I'm like, I feel like I'm playing a game that's 10 years old. Yeah, I can definitely... I can definitely agree with that, and I think that that's why that's one of the reasons why I never beat it because it was just it just didn't like you said it just didn't feel that innovative. I mean, it was a good game, yeah. It wasn't and I kind of regret not beating it because this. I mean, the story was really really crazy and kind of interesting in that. So I I would have liked to have beaten it, but now I mean I can just go on YouTube and I know. And to me, and, and that's the thing is <laughs> you know I feel lazy nowadays sometimes when um, people talk about how good a story of a game is, and I'm like, can they just make a movie? Yeah, like you, really, you ever watch any of the movies on YouTube for video games? Like it's like I've all tried, the cut- and they some of them do a good job, but uh, a lot of the times the the action is in between there, right? Yeah. And, and what ha- if the game is done well, the action or the the plot does not solely advance in the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. I tell you, there's a couple um, games out there. Um, what are they called? The the ones that tell like a that it's all about just telling a story. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Telltale games. Oh you ever, no, you ever seen any of those? I've not played any of them. Um, those are actually really good ones to watch on YouTube. Like, I, I would never play through one of those games. Okay. But it's a game that you can sit there and watch somebody play through the entire game, and it's actually pretty interesting. Really? There was one that I was watching that was about... Um, oh, God, I wish I remembered the name of it. It was about, basically, the big bad wolf um, is a detective. Okay. And uh, so he's trying to solve, like, some murders. And so, like, the whole scene is set in, like, the whole fairy tale thing. And so he's trying to figure out, like, you know, who's going around killing all these people. And, um, you know, he has, like, a love interest in it and stuff. And it's, it's oh, God, I can't remember what the name of it is. Somebody will correct us on this. But <laughs> it was it was a really good game to watch. Um, I think there's some telltales for... I think there's a Batman series that go through there. Okay. Um, the Walking Dead has a Telltale oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of post Yeah. So, so speaking of The Walking Dead, I mean, talking about post-apocalyptic stuff, we've talked about a lot of video games, but as far as, I mean, TVs and... and well, before we transition to that, okay, well, let me we, mention one more thing. One more and thing. it's probably okay. the ultimate post-apocalyptic Ooh, game. what am I missing? I feel like is, is Doom, man. Like, you're the... Oh, yeah, you're, shit. Okay. You're, you're the last guy on Earth, at least that you know of. And you're the baddest motherfucker on earth. And, you know, I mean, that 
I mean, that game, you know, is one of the games that revolutionized the first-person shooter. It start. I mean, yeah. as far as I know, started it. Was it the first? No, it wasn't the Maybe. I, mm, that was like 1994, yeah. man. I mean, that was... Was Wolfenstein first? Mm, I think Wolfenstein gonna, was first. We're going to consult the Google. <laughs> but anyway, while you're consulting Google, I'll talk a little bit about Doom for people that don't know what Doom is, which is you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, go play it. You can run it on your calculator. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, I thought... I Created thought by ID so. Software and released in 92. Sometimes I get shit right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Doom, you're 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 this guy called a Space Marine, which is nothing like a Space Marine in Warhammer 40K. But, I mean, you're, you're kind of close. You're just not as badass as a Space Marine in 40K. But, basically, there's a demon infestation on Earth, and you're trying to cleanse it. And there's a bunch of areas that are locked behind key card doors that are all different colors, and you got to find your way to these different areas of the game and... And you're just destroying demons and, uh, you know... With the I BFG. Mean, yeah. The with big the big fucking gun. <laughs> and I just can't think of a better way to spend the post-apocalypse than just destroying demons. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, Chris that's is all my... about this genre. With, with Warhammer <laughs> and, and uh, Doom and getting prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Man, you gotta be prepared. I'm, <laughs> I got that I got that hand-to-half sword on, on order. Yeah? Is it coming? No, I'm kidding, I'm just, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days I'll buy one from the Run Fair or something. <laughs> um... So anyway, so uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that I guess it is post-apocalyptic, right? Yeah, I mean, like it, you like you wake up and the whole world is like is been hell, destroyed, right? and and you, you're the only person that you know of that's still in existence. Maybe I'm thinking of the remake because that's not the plot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like the like the demons came in and they killed everybody in the in the the science you're facility on Mars, or whatever. Right? Yeah, you're on Mars, but I mean, it, you can have a post-apocalypse on Mars, or can't you? I, mean, I guess, I guess but I thought Earth, you, but... yeah, it's not Earth. Yeah, that was, a, I thought you were like some space expedition force on Mars. and Yeah, but everybody, you know, everybody got, gets killed and there's nobody, there's nobody. That around. was a good game, the remake. I thought that was good. Yeah, I never really got to play through it, but it looks like a really fun game. It's it's one of those that I'd probably like a lot more if it was if it was Multiple. co-op. Yeah, but that defeats the purpose of you being the last person. Yeah, left. but man, come on! Like somebody else could be a robot or something like that. Like you can be the space <laughs> marine. First player is a space marine, and the other guys. Oh, like, another a robot one. Companion. I, I guess this counts. Uh, well, no, never mind. I don't think it does. Well, you I was going well to say Portal, but I don't know if that's necessarily post-apocalyptic. Oh, I'm trying to remember how the second one ended. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's... I don't think that's technically... Because I think you're just the last person in the facility. I don't think you're the last person on Earth. But there is no cake. That's what you <laughs> The cake out. is definitely a lie. <laughs> Somebody posted on Facebook today about like a bunch of desserts and, and which one would you live without. And I'm like, all I could think about was red velvet cake and how much I need some. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the background post, let's, let's save Chris's hunger here. Um, so I don't have to listen to a stomach growl. But um, so outside of video games, you know, you have TV shows. And I, uh, to be honest, I don't watch a ton of TV shows. Um, I watched The Walking Dead for the first few seasons and then I kind of lost my interest. Yeah, I watched it up until I think last year oh, I didn't was watch the last. It that far. I watched maybe the first four. Yeah, but like, and Negan was a really cool character, but they just couldn't keep him. I don't know. They just couldn't keep him going. Like he was just a little bit too crazy to be, to maintain my interest um yeah i really loved that show for about the first five seasons maybe and then it started going downhill for me it's kind of a little ridiculous yeah and i'm quick to jump ship if something and then spoilers i killed glenn yeah whatever fuck you probably deserved it 
That was bullshit, man. <laughs> but so I mean, we've got. I mean, that's probably the most popular. I would say. Oh yeah, that's one hundred. I mean, the comic book went from like being worthless to like worth thousands of dollars. For really, the, the very first issue is probably one of the only modern comics. It, it's it has really that kind worth. Of value. It's really worth a lot of money, you know. I mean, there, there's some variants out there that are probably worth some good money, but like just some. I mean, to be a modern comic and actually be worth like a thousand, two thousand dollars, like that's just really uncommon. Okay. So, so we have that. I mean, I remember Jericho was like post new. Yeah, I really liked that show. That was a really good one. They just stopped, right? I, I was so mad when they stopped. I mean, they, they had two seasons and then they just canceled the show. Um, and that was just bullshit. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, I really liked the whole thing where they had like the National Guardsmen come through and yep. they're like, you know, we need your help and this and that. And then you find out that they're, you know, not really who they say yeah. they are. But, but I mean, they were... You know, they were doing good things for the people, and, like, I, I understand why they let them go without, you know, stealing their tank and stuff, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that that show was really good. I loved that show. Um, Lost is kind of along those lines. Like, you yeah. just don't really know what's happening uh, in the rest of the world. That. But that was too ridiculous. Yeah. I I liked it all the way until the, the last no, season. I watched the, the first episode, and that the fucking plane crash, the CGI was so terrible. And an engine just exploded for no fucking reason. And the engineer in me was like, that would not fucking happen. Fair, fair enough. Right. So I was like, never mind. I'm not going to watch this. The whole thing's going to be stupid like this. All right. If they're man. starting out like that. There's some dumb shit that's going to happen along right. the way. Yeah, there's a lot of dumb shit that happens that show. It still kept my, kept so, my interest, though. But So, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other TV shows or movies. I mean, obviously the Resident Evil stuff. Mm-hmm. Which gets way out of hand. Mad Max, you can't. You yeah, can't God, talk yeah, about I don't know. Yeah, without yeah, talking about Mad Max. Now I will. I'll be honest. I hadn't seen. I still haven't seen the original. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say the newest one. No, that one I have surprising. seen, which is very good. Yeah, I love I've that. got. I've got one of the first ones. I don't think I have Beyond the Thunderdome. So I, whatever. I think I have the whatever the first one is. I have that one. Okay. Um, yeah, we should definitely watch that sometime. Have you seen the newest version in the Chrome edition where it's all, it's in black and white, but it's like, like this chromed out look to it. It's, no. it's how he originally wanted the director originally wanted it to be shown this way. Really? Um, and it looks really cool. I haven't watched it. I don't know if I like it. I kind of like the aesthetics of the color. Yeah. I like mean, the desert and the, yeah. the you know, the, the, the contrast between like this, this barren wasteland and it's, mm-hmm. um, browns and reds and stuff and then like in morton joe's like stuff is like he's got his garden and what it's all yeah. like bright and the, the water is so bright and vibrant and it's like it's yeah, kind of cool see that. I, I still haven't watched it in chrome the chrome edition yet so i have to look I'm, that up i'm eventually kind of gonna watch thing. that i do like that whole their whole i mean the, the zealots i guess or whatever the what do you call what is their name oh god i don't i don't remember the are they called the something boys or I, yeah the, something but that they're the, the riding to valhalla yeah <laughs> the i was just i was t- doing a class on like drug use today and they were talking about huffing and stuff and it actually made me think about this because they start spraying each other in the mouths and i'm like they were talking about how like recently there's been this uptick in people huffing paint and i'm like i wonder if that movie had anything to do with that but no i hope hope not i hope not yeah i doubt it i've never seen anybody walking down the street with chrome spray paint on their face so yeah 
not recently anyway. no no <laughs> um but yeah that, i mean that's a really good that whole universe is the you know example post-apocalypse yeah. um you seem to have the handle on this genre what else am i missing gosh there's so many things out there and i can't i'm i'm actually there's got to be some science fiction that falls into that right yeah um why can't i think of any more good post-apocalyptic movies i mean you i mean you've got all the zombie movies basically um yeah which and i mean a lot of those don't really stand out too much there i mean there's a couple really decent ones um 28 days later yeah i'll like say that was favorite yeah, ones. yeah 28 weeks later is not a little on the weak side but uh but you know i like the idea of the zombies that are actually like running after people instead of just kind of meandering down the hallway yeah well i mean it begs the question of what would a virus like that actually do yeah i mean i would imagine that it would it would stress the body to its limits that, right because you're not worried about surviving right um and you know they've got those you know there there are those viruses out there that uh, take over like ants and stuff like that and you know i don't know i don't know that it pushes the ant's body to its limits but it does makes the ant do things that it wouldn't really want to do and then you've got those uh um those worm parasites that live in uh mantises yeah i don't know if you guys have never seen these things you need to look at like mantis parasite you need to look it up on uh on youtube or something like that because it's it's scary it's terrifying <laughs> like i'm i'm like you maybe know, you don't want to look it up yeah you, no you need to you need you need to remember this is why we're practicing for the zombie apocalypse here <laughs> Okay. We're preparing. Well, what do they do? So when they get near water, these little parasites realize that they're near the water. And that's, I guess they reproduce in the water. So they like this giant worm that looks like there's no way it would fit in a mantis comes crawling out of its ass and goes into the water. Like, and sometimes there's like three of them in these things. And I mean, they're, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were longer than like a yard, yeah. you know, like three feet long coming out of a tiny little mantis. Wait, a mantis, like a praying mantis? Yeah, like a praying mantis. Oh, I thought you meant like a mantis, like a, oh, I'm thinking a manta. Oh, the sea. yeah. Damn, no, that's these weird. Things, dude, it's, well, I'm, I'm going to show you later because we don't, uh, don't know. Okay. <laughs> Um, but there's also some parasites and stuff that will change animals' behavior. One of my favorites is, um, I'm trying to think, it's... Is it, uh, it gets in mice and makes them, some with cats and mice, that they like makes the, the mouse. Oh, yeah. They eat. run, they like want to die. They they're want attracted the, rat, the, to the mouse or the, the cat, the to, cat eat it. to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it, they're attracted to their urine smell or mm-hmm. something. So that they, and they just. And for some reason, the only way they reproduce is in like cats. Yeah. It's really weird like i don't yeah but i mean just it's really not too far-fetched to think if we've got a virus that's making a mouse be suicidal to a cat right that it couldn't also <laughs> have you seen any of the ant stuff where I that haven't. little fungus like lives in an ant so the so basically this fungus gets into an ant and it makes it like crawl up a tree and it hangs on the bottom side of a leaf and the ant like bites into the leaf so that it won't move and then this thing just starts growing out of the no ant. Oh shit, that's it's, wild. <laughs> I'm going to pull this up while we're sitting here. No, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I think that you know the zombie genre is an interesting one because I don't know that I mean, I'm not saying we're going to get zombies anytime soon, but some kind of virus that will make people do some crazy shit. I think they actually even call them like zombie ants. Zombie ants, of course. They, of course they do. Just playing our fears. Yeah. So, here you go. I wish I could show everybody else, but like Eventually, we'll be able to do that. <laughs> so there's like it clamps onto the bottom. Oh, that's wild! And it just grows out of this thing, and then it drops little spores 
everywhere and then like another ant just walks by and then you know i think they just have to walk into this fungus it's not I'm like sure. they don't even have to eat it so that's sure it's crazy shit's creepy yeah um but outside of that i mean movies that nothing's hitting like really yeah it's the whole zombie genre i mean i, I can't believe i can't think of any more post-apocalyptic movies yeah. i mean there's been i'm not it a has he- to have been more than just oh there is the mad max and uh gosh there's, yeah i'm sorry guys i can't think of them anymore <laughs> well let us know let us know what, you know <laughs> drop in the comments what your favorite uh post-apocalyptic stuff is whether it's video games or, or movies or um tv shows or whatever or books there, i'm sure there's books some i don't books i don't do there, that but i haven't but yeah. read any of the <laughs> read any of the post-apocalyptic books but, but that's that's a good one though because speaking of books that's one of the other things we want to talk about because um chris is an avid audiobook um listener yeah he, I don't have time to read books, so I might as well just listen yeah, to Yeah, and some of our other members are big on reading. And, yeah. you know, um, I'm not, <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I get it to a certain extent. Um, but you've been listening to something. Re- you've listened to a couple recently, right? Yeah, I've been listening to quite a few. I got I reinstituted my Audible account because they had, like, a deal where you could get, like, three books for, like, 15 bucks or something like that. So I was like, I'll go ahead and get a couple more of those. So I listened to Jurassic Park. Um the Hobbit, the first Lord of the Rings, and then now today, as I was sitting in the park, is that better to listen to than it is? What is it? Which one? Lord of the Rings is it better to listen to than it is to read. I I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, the only thing that's awkward about it is I don't know if you remember, but there's a lot of singing. Oh yeah. And the narrator sings the songs, oh, yeah, and he's actually awkward. he's not terrible. So I don't want to like knock on him. Yeah, but that's but it's just kind of yeah, it is kind of weird. It? Like he's yeah. just sitting there singing these songs, and well, I'm like, I hate musicals. Yeah, for largely the same reason. I'm like, can we just talk? Right. I'm not. I don't yeah, wanna... I cr- I mean, I cringe a little bit every time he started singing. I'm like, I hope this isn't a very long song. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you sat down in the parking lot. Yeah. So down in the parking lot, I actually got here like 15 minutes early, but I needed to finish Ready Player One. Okay. Fair. <laughs> so, fair. And and I finished it right at six o'clock when I told you I'd be here anyway. So I, I figured it it was better anyway. <laughs> but um, so the topic that we were going to talk about today is um whether the book, the audio book. Or the movie is better. And I'm not talking about... I'm just talking about in general. I mean, in some situations, there's probably going to be different opinions on on whatever. Um, but for me, I really like to read books. I just don't have time for it. So I, I really can't say that the book is better. And it's kind of... The audiobook. you can argue, is the same thing as reading the book. I don't think it but, is. But, yeah, I was going to say the narrator really makes a big difference. Yeah, actually, and it, but it's not always a positive one. Yeah. I mean, that's um, true. As your, as your, you know, for instance, your Lord of the Rings story and the reading. I mean, that didn't have to be. He didn't have to do that. That's true. I so mean, he, it, so it would have, but it would have been more awkward if he just, I don't know. It might have been more awkward if he just read the song, like, you know. Nah. Because are you like, singing it in your head when you read the book? Like, I, are you just reading the lyrics? I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'm trying to read or sing it. Like, if it's something that, like, maybe I could put a melody to, like, I might try to do it. But, like, not me. Not I mean,. Me. But but you're talking about, you know the song the through the misty mountains or whatever yep. like it sounds so much better if somebody's like sitting there singing through the misty mountains. Oh, Chris, you know? there you go. And you, then your next job, and then be an audiobook but, narrator. But if you're if you're just reading it or or the narrator's just like through the misty mountains, I'm fine with that. It's like it's just I don't know. It's not really getting you into it as much like I don't that know. particular song at least. Fair. <laughs> so I mean, so if I if I had to pick between a book and an audiobook, I'd for sure pick the audiobook. Yeah. Um, and like you said, with narrators, um, it does make a big difference. And surprisingly, a really good narrator is Will Wheaton. And he's the one that that. narrated Ready Player uh, One. Ready Player One. And it was really good. It was kind of, it was a little funny for me because there's points in the book where they actually mention Will Wheaton. 
<laughs> like he's like yeah. the he's like one of the presidents or something like that okay. of the oasis like he makes decisions within the oasis okay. um which is kind of funny but uh for me generally and we've kind of talked about this before i like the movies better yeah. um and it's because i don't have a very good imagination when i sit there yep. and think about what's happening i don't picture it as well um, and it's also why I like watching the movie first, if it's possible, because then when I go back and you read, can put some imagery to stuff, exactly. sound to their so voice. Like, I'm sitting here listening to Ready Player One, and I already know what the characters you look know what, like. Yeah, you know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you know what like facial expressions some of them would be making. Um, well, you're filling in those gaps. Yeah. Right? I mean, even just the sound of their voice. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, like, I remember, I mean, probably the last book that I really read, like, fiction book, was... Well, I, I take that back. I've read a lot of the Star Wars books, which are tough, because a lot of them don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have, you know, it's a book that's set um, outside the timeline of the movies, or it's with characters that aren't in the movies. Mm-hmm. So you're forced to do that. Um, but one of the last books I remember reading um, that I really enjoyed was Lord of the Rings. And, yeah. I, and I'd read that around the time that the movies came out. So again, I knew what all the characters looked like. Right. I knew what the setting looked like. Mm-hmm. I knew what the Shire looked like. Yeah. I knew what their voices were like. When they were singing those songs, what would that sound like? Because in, mm-hmm. the, in the movies, they sing some of them. Yeah. So that just bridges that gap. And you get mm-hmm. a little more detail, which I do like about the books. They obviously explore some, there's some content there that doesn't make the cut. Yep. Um, but I'm with you 100%. I mean, for me, the point of something is to be entertained. So um, I'm not trying, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm doing the opposite of what I'm trying to do when I'm reading a book. Because it's more, it's work. Yeah. It's work to read. It is tedious. Um, especially if I don't have any context, like you're saying, like I've already seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Then it's a little better because I'm just like, I'm just looking, I'm basically just really getting to the content that I haven't seen in the movie. Yeah. Um, but if I'm like starting fresh, I don't have any frame of reference for what's going on or I'm, I'm having to paint that mental picture with every single thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Then I find myself reading the same page like three times because yeah. I'm like, okay, first I need to, what does this look like? What does it sound like? What's what's going on here? Then I need to like read it again to be like, okay, now what actually happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see um, that. And that gets frustrating because I'm like, okay, this book that the a thousand pages i'm essentially reading three thousand pages yeah that, i could see how that'd be i've never I, like i don't want to say i've never i've had to reread like part of a page and a couple of, times before yeah. or whatever and that i, I mean that's like that's part of my time, like right that's but, probably part of my add is just like sometimes i'll just start thinking about something else yeah, while i'm sitting there reading grasp then, my attention yeah. yeah um well one of the other reasons like you know just being able to to create that character in your head um like H, which is Parzival's best friend yep. in Ready Player One, I would have never imagined looking the way that he, or technically she, she um, but he still refers to him as he looks um, in the movie. And I mean, she's actually my favorite character in the book and in the movie. Um, and the the Cheshire grin, which they talk about quite a few times in the book. Like you just, I don't think that I would ever really see that in my head the same way as you see it in the movie. And like once you put that connection together, it's like, damn, like that's really what that person looks like. You know that that yeah. look. And then when you see her for the first time in person, and she has that giant grin, it's like, damn, like that's that's definitely her. 
yeah in a male form you know in this game and it's like i 100 percent put that connection together but i i don't think i would have as easily and i know there's other people that have great imaginations that can see this stuff in their heads and they're probably just shaking their heads right now like oh, you i can't believe that you don't have an imagination that you can but you know i've just got all this other stuff going on in my head that we've, i don't have room. rule books memorized <laughs> and i've got a lot of i've got a lot of equations memorized. Got a lot of medications yeah. and heart disease yeah. and diabetes like i don't know if you're I'm a nurse. Like, pumps and valves. I know about. That. Like, I don't have time for that. I know that's just a stuff. big excuse, but it's, um, it's whatever. No, it's a reason. Though, and I think it's it speaks to how our different people's brains work yeah. different ways. Yeah, I um, don't. Th- there's nothing wrong with whatever your answer to this question is, and that's the other part of it. Is that if you like the books better, cool. Yeah. Just because we don't necessarily like books better than the movies doesn't wrong doesn't mean we're wrong or you're wrong or whatever but i mean for me a lot of it like i said a lot of it is the fact that a book feels like work and a movie feels like entertainment Mm -hmm. um and i can fully get immersed in the movie um you know why is going to a movie theater still an experience because you have a big screen yeah because you have um very good speakers that are loud and and they surround you and they create this atmosphere and I have to turn off my phone. Like, that's that's the other big thing. Like, I can't look at my phone. Like, I mean, you can, I guess. But, like, I force myself to not look at my well, phone. But honest, if I'm at home, there's just no way I'm not going to look at it when Unless it's something that I haven't seen. Then, honestly, if it's good enough, it sucks me and I don't even yeah. care. But there, and that's that's one of the ways I judge content is if I'm watching it for the first time and my phone does buzz, mm-hmm. what's my reaction there? Is it something that I want to be like, well, whatever, I can miss two minutes? Right. Or is it something where I'm like, fuck that, that can wait? Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's not a lot of a lot of movies that I've seen recently that have done that. No, but but, uh, but I, I definitely agree with you. I I judge them off that. Um, so the one exception that I'm going to make to this was Ready Player One, and and some people might not even really like the book that much, but I couldn't believe how much I loved the audio book, and I okay. didn't really expect to love it as much as I did. And I don't know if it was a lot of Will Wheaton. And the way that, you know, he was able to narrate the story um, or how different the book is from the movie. Like, you know, you hear often that, like, people miss these these points and stuff like that in, in movies. Um, and then people complain because, you know, this and that is not in the book. The book is way different from the movie. Like, it's it's so different that I, I mean, you could make a whole different movie about the book. And it would, like, people would still pay to go watch right. it. Right. And, and I think part of it is some some content, some stories work better in a yeah. book and some work better in a movie. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking about it, too. And I think one of the biggest things is, is that there's just, they probably just couldn't afford all the trademarks. You know, there's so much licensed material in the book. Almost all of it. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so many different video games that they talk about and they experience in their... Um, and they probably just couldn't get the licensing. Yeah. And and like I said, even visual flair. I mean, you mentioned that first race where they get to go get the first key. Mm-hmm. It's not even in the book. Not in the book at all. But why do they do that? Because that is a seat. That is a fantastic visual spectacle. Yeah. It's an awesome thing to put in a trailer too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, but I mean, but even in the, in the movie itself, yeah. right? It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. From start to finish, that's yep. it looks great. It's really cool. It, I mean, you're like, holy shit, what's going on? You know, I mean, the screen's very full. Things are always happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly what in an action in a movie. That's what you want is people's eyes glued to the screen. Yeah. So maybe whatever they replaced with that, they thought this is a better alternative. Yeah. And you know, I mean, there was still trademark material in that. He was driving the car from Back to the Future, and um, she was riding Akira's bike. Mm-hmm. And there's King Kong, and I mean, you know, there's plenty of it, right? Yeah. And in the books, I mean, like in 
in the final fight, there's like, I mean, there's there's so much stuff that I wish would have been in the movie. Like they were like, there were like a lot of Gundam. Like I think there was like, what was it? RX seventy eight was in. That's the one that was in the movie. Yeah, that was in the movie. Um, there were there were quite a few different characters that I just hadn't even thought about um, from like Japanese um, like nineteen seventies and eighties um, mm. movies and stuff like that. And it was really it was really interesting. Um, it's like a fifteen and a half hour audio book, so there's just so much more stuff packed into it. Well, that's the thing, right? Is is at the same realistic? That would be a fifteen hour movie because mm, you, you've got to have the dot. I mean, someone is talking, right? Yeah. I mean, you're explaining something. Some things you might be able to cut out some stuff because it could be a visual instead of written but at the same time i mean most of that dialogue most of the stuff that's happened has to happen in some frame of time yeah I, so i mean you know it's hard to condense 15 hours worth of content down to, to two i don't know because the hobbit and lord of the rings like the movies covered quite a bit of what was in those books well but a lot of it again is what i'm saying so you cut time out because and if you look at tolkien's the way tolkien writes it's a lot of imagery yeah well we skip all that yeah. Because it's, look, here's Rohan. Mm-hmm. Look at it. It's not three pages describing what it looks like. Right. You know, so I think that's where Lord of the Rings cuts itself a, br- you know, a break, mm-hmm. is you can include a lot of the content, because a lot of the content that's in the book is imagery. Yeah. And I'm, uh, Ready Player One has a has a ton of image, obviously. I mean, it's all about the image of the Oasis and everything like that. There's some parts, though, that killed me, though. There were parts where they would talk about the scoreboard and I mean, he's like sitting there reading off like the top 10 people on the scoreboard. And it's like, man, I really don't need to know that, that Artemis is now in first place and, you know, Parzival's in second place, like, you know, every couple chapters or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff kind of got annoying like where they would just kind of repeat things. And, you know, I mean, I guess it's part of the book and, and they want to give you this image of the scoreboard, but you know, ugh. It was those parts I, I could have skipped over if I wasn't driving in my car yeah. <laughs> while I was going through it. And that that's the other reason that I really like audiobooks is because it, you know, it gives me something to listen to while I'm driving in the car. Like I was telling you the other day, like like I actually got excited to go do things in my car because I got to listen, listen to this to audiobook. Book, which is a good sign, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, like I said, I mean, I had to finish it today. And I'm, like, sitting out there in the, in the parking lot, like, <laughs> listen to this audiobook because no, I wanted to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, though, I mean, um, on that topic, I mean, I really loved Ready Player One. Yeah, I haven't read the book, but I mean, the movie is fantastic. Um, it real every time I watch it, I'm like, mm, I'm start. I go back to the to Google or my Steam or whatever, and I'm like, what MMOs can I play? Yeah, which is probably not the best thing. Yeah, we were talking. Was it yesterday or whatever? Like, ah, man, I want to live in the places. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I want to check. I mean, it's just nostalgia overload. Like everything that you love is in the freaking OAs. Like every movie, every book, yep. every anime character. I mean, just all that stuff is in there. Um, and they have like rights to everything, um, you know. So it's just it's just geek overload, and I just love it. Um, I hope that they make another movie. I don't know what they'll make the next movie necessarily about. I would hope that they would just completely get away from the characters that they'd already described and have like a whole new a separate, set of characters, just a separate iteration. Yeah, just, of some... And and I wish that there I was another see more book. of the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I like, want to see them getting into the game and like what is this game really all about? Is it like, just like a big MMO where you can just do whatever you want, or are there quests that you got to go well, through as what, a low like, level um, player? The one, and, one of my favorite parts of the game was early on, or what of the movie was early on when they when he was explaining the game and what was going on and mm-hmm. I think you see 
um, show Get the Gauntlet or whatever that lets him turn into Gundam. Mm-hmm. And it's like this giant PvP like mess of craziness yep. of people like fighting to go get these relics. And I'm like, yeah. that's what I want to see. Yeah. Like, what other cool items are there in the game? Like, the cube that reverses time. And it's yeah. like, that stuff's awesome. And like Doom World, that was really cool too. Yeah. Where they're just, I mean, it's just this giant PvP zone and people are just destroying each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I mean, there's so much stuff that they can do with that. Um, you know, again, I mean, I guess they got to get licenses for some of this stuff, but you know, they were able to make it work the first time. So I'd love to see them do that and just delve more into the actual Oasis and less, you know, the story about getting the Easter egg, like, right. or maybe it can be another story about some kind of Easter egg that, uh, you know, Parzival decides to do now that he's the, eh, the king of the thing. That's but, a you little know, repetitive. I'd hate for it to... Yeah, but I mean, not to, like, win over the whole Oasis, but just, like, just there's some kind of overarching thing where, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be an Easter egg or whatever, but something where there's, like, the you get to see the actual end game of the game that it's not just... Or even, like, the early days of the game. Yeah. I mean, that, that would, would be, be really cool, cool too. too. Um... Yeah. When holidays still around and playing and whatnot, yeah, yeah that'd be neat. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would love to see more content like that. I think I think it, it did a lot to boost um, the perception of that culture, and, and mm-hmm. it, it did a lot of fan service. I mean, you know, when 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 they go out and spend money on all this stuff, like the licensing and stuff, I mean, that's no joke. And right, um, that was one of the things that I just don't get about some of the you know some people complain that there's too much fan service in a movie. Like, like how can you complain about fan service? Like if I, if I love it, I'm like shit. Let me see a Gundam. Yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> exactly. You know, in the Star Wars Mecha movie, Godzilla, people complain about like, that kind yeah. of stuff. It's like like you know. Ryan Johnson should have done a lot more fan service. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we pay the bills, yeah, you know, so to speak. Um, we are the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, We're it, the people that are going to see it every single time you come out with it. So, like, make a brother happy. Well, I mean, because there, eventually there's going to get you get to a point where people won't come yeah. to see it every time you release it, right? Yeah. Um, and you can't constantly piss your fan that, base off. I've hit that point with DC movies. Like I, I've wanted the DC universe to work. Yeah, but see, here's, I, yeah, I agree, and I won't go see another one probably unless it's maybe Wonder Woman if they're coming out with another one. I will probably see Wonder Woman because the last. But one like was Aquaman, good. I mean, come on. Yeah. Have you seen the meme where the dude, the comic where he's wrapped up in the fucking the the plastic wrapper that yeah. comes off cans? <laughs> he's a superhero. You guys should clip that, by the way. If you drink six packs, you yeah, you're gonna kill Aquaman. Yeah, you're going to kill Aquaman, and you're going to kill otters. And, and I love turtles. otters, and I will kick you in the shin if I see you killing an otter. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, why do I want to go see about a, a movie about a superhero that gets... I mean, come on. Yeah. Because that is literally source material comic. Like, that's in the comic. Yeah. Like, that's what we're dealing with. Right. So I can't... Yeah, Jason Momoa was great and all, but God forbid yeah. he gets a little... I mean, I'll watch it. I probably won't go to the no, movie theater watch it. No, I won't pay for it. it. I won't yeah. support the release of it. That's the thing. Is all. I will share it with my friends on the internet, yeah. and um, they'll let me download a copy that they have. Um, but I certainly will not be paying money for it. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just not something I'm excited about at all. And I, and like, you know, I, I, I vote. I think it's important that we vote with our wallet in a lot yeah. of the situations, right? So how many times is a DC movie going to be out? We know it's going to be shit. Yeah. And you go spend money on it anyways, and, and that's the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know it's going to be shit. I mean, I went and saw the last couple because I'm like, I kept having hope. Like, okay, yeah. come on. Can we do something good finally? And just disappointment after disappointment. And it's yeah, like, and then you hear these rumors that like, oh, the extended version is better because they, you know, they cut all these important things and make you understand. And so, you know, I buy Batman versus Superman and I watch the extended version. And I'm just like, nope. Still, still just as disappointed. Yep. <laughs> so I'm with you. I, I'm not going to spend any more money on that. So, um, where were we? Uh, Ready Player One licensing fan service. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was a bad thing at all. Um, 
I think it was the best part of the movie. It like, was, right? I mean, just getting to it see got all me these... excited, right? Yeah. I'm like, shit, this is, this is cool. I'm... And to get to see that stuff in, in a big release movie, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't like, you know, normally you get that kind of fan service stuff, and it's it's an offshoot, or it's underground, or it's, right. it's not, this is the headlining movie for a month, mm-hmm. and it's all about anime and, and yeah. video games. And, and it just wasn't just one scene, either. It no, was it was like... the entire movie. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, literally the entire movie, there was, in almost every scene, there was some pop culture like nerd culture reference in every single scene yeah i want to i, I kind of want to go back and watch it again and just look for more of the easter eggs because you know like there's just a scene of the characters walking around in the oasis it's like yeah you got to really like stop and look at them because mm-hmm. i'm sure there's some cool stuff in there that you just haven't noticed yep. um and that's i think they did a good job paying attention to those kind of details because a lot of that gets lost too oh yeah um, when you get to be that scale of a movie, it's like, well, let's not pay attention to the details. But I think when you give a project like that, and I have to imagine the guys that are writing the CGI and the guys that are in that project probably are in the same shoes we are. We're oh, like, yeah. this is something that we love, we grew up on, that kind of stuff. So you're excited. You're probably putting more effort into, let's have this guy back here in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because he's my favorite character. I mean, like, everybody's putting their favorite characters into it. And they're like, you know, can we get can we get the license for, you know, Gundam? Or can we get the license for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Pac-Man? Or, you know, I oh, mean, yeah. all these all these awesome characters, um, you know, you got you had uh, guys from Overwatch. You know, I know that's a, that's a really yeah. big one that people are into now. I mean, it was just I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they miss like many beats that I was I was looking for. In that. No, no. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of the I was I was pretty skeptical going into it. Yeah, because I um, didn't really know anything about no, it me either. And either. so I was not really excited about it, but some friends wanted to go, and I was like, "Well, we might as well go see it." I mean, it looks like it's going to be cool, but you know, a lot of times trailers disappoint you because yeah. it's nowhere near as cool as you think it's going to be. Um, but man, like I was, I really enjoyed. it. I know this is like the second time that we've talked about Ready Player. Uh, has it? No, I don't think so. No, no. It, I guess we talked about it like when we had the event. We yeah. were talking about it there, but we didn't talk about it in a podcast. So, yeah, Ready Player One is its a lot better than I expected it to be. So if you haven't seen it and you've been kind of holding off on watching it, I'm not saying that it's going to be the best movie you've ever watched, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's entertain Again, it's entertaining, which yeah. is like my criteria for a movie. I'm not looking for some artistic masterpiece with everything I watch. No. It's The bottom line is, do I sit down for two hours, um, I watch something, and I either had fun or it... It uh, made me think, or mm-hmm. there's some value to it. And there's not many movies these, that come out these days that I do want to watch a second or third no. time. No, very rarely, yeah. Maybe some Star Wars ones. Yeah, like even the Marvel movies. Like, I love them the day I watch them on, on the big screen, and then I always pick them up on Blu-ray, and I might watch them again, but, like, I'm not super excited about watching them a third or fourth time. I will eventually, because I've, I bought them on Blu-ray, and there will be a day where I'm just like, man, I need, to, you know, I need to go back and watch Ant-Man or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's they're not movies that I'm like, oh, next weekend I'm just going to have to go back and watch those again. Like, Lord of the Rings, like, every year I have to watch Lord yeah, of the Rings. That's that's a must, man, yeah. the extended editions that's a yeah, weekend right there usually i try to do it in one day that's the last time day. last time i tried to do it last year or maybe it was this year one of my buddies came over and we, we got to the end of the second movie and then we started the third movie and he punked out on me but it's cool man like i nice. finished it solo <laughs> <laughs> yeah no 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 shade there but uh just just to let you know he finished it without you um so we talked you know we talked obviously i guess kind of on a similar topic with ready player one you it, it's a movie filled with nerd yeah um so one of the things that you you had a, an interesting idea is when did you realize you were a nerd you know i i've been thinking about this 
like for I know, since I brought up the topic and like I still don't really have a really good answer for like the day that it just kind of like clicked. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm I think a nerd. It, uh, yeah. I was thinking about this too. And I was trying to, to think like, um, yeah, that there was some like turning point where it was mm-hmm. like, oh shit. I and it was it's like, just been part of me since yeah. I can remember. And it's, it was always so stigmatized. Like when we, when were, we kids, were kids. Yeah, for sure. Right? It's, it's like, not like it was, today. you didn't want to just admit like you were a nerd, but like, I always felt like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, I guess, I guess I would probably say the fourth grade oh, wow, was okay. when I started realizing that I was a nerd. I had a friend, um, his name was Justin, and I would always, like, I had a I had like a babysitter at the time, and I would stay over there, but he, like, lived down the street from the babysitter, so I would go over there um, and hang out with him, and we always played with, like, Legos. Um, we played with micro machines, like the the military micro machines and stuff. And I remember, like, I would I would beg my dad to buy me these little pocket sized books that talked about all of these airplanes and stuff like that that we were playing with. And like, I would memorize, you know, the maximum effective range the of the missiles cars, and stuff yeah. like that, and uh, you know how fast they go, and you know every little thing, how much fuel they could handle. You know, I mean, just every little thing about these. And I think that that's when I kind of like realized that. I mean, not maybe I didn't realize, but I think that's that's the start of me being a nerd. And like, you know, that hyper focused. Um, yeah. Like, I just needed to absorb every bit of information about these these planes and. And, you know, even when we, you know, like I said, we played Legos, like we would, uh, we played them kind of like Warhammer, like we would roll dice, like if we're fighting, you know, <laughs> we'd roll dice and like whoever rolled the higher die would like win the fight. And then yeah. we'd go to the next, next guy and, you know, we'd have like little black knights and, you know, stuff like that fighting That's each other. Cool. And like we would have like, you know, archers, you know, shooting guys on the, on the barricades and stuff like that. And, you know, we really got into it as a game instead of just, you know, just building stuff and just walking them around and placing them on pieces. We, we would fight each other and have little battles. And, um, that was actually pretty close to when I started playing Warhammer too. Um, oh, wow. I think fifth grade was when I started playing Warhammer. It's interesting. Cause these are probably about the same years, but I'm a little younger than you. Yeah. So you were doing it, what, like 5th, 6th grade? Warhammer, yeah, was about 5th grade, yeah. So I was probably 7th or 8th grade, but that was probably year-wise about the same. You mean when you... No, it'd be the opposite way around. No? You'd have been in like the... Second. Grade. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. Oh yeah, I was six years behind you then. Yeah. 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 So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Year wise. So like, I'm talking about like 19. Oh yeah, Yeah, no, because I was 95. Yeah. No, I was still wearing diapers and shit. Probably. Yeah. And you're playing Warhammer. When you, goddamn. When, when you were a youngin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Somebody was like asking me. Like, if I knew anything about Warhammer the other day uh, um, like, at, at Cardinal, and I was like, man, you weren't even alive when I started playing Warhammer. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, I think, like I said, I think the fourth grade is probably about when when I realized that I was, or I'm sorry, I keep saying realize. I don't think I realized that I was a nerd. But, I, like, looking back, that's, I think, when I became a nerd because I, I started becoming hyper-focused on things, um, you know, that were kind of nerdy. I mean, I guess airplanes aren't super nerdy, but, I mean, they, you know, I mean, wanting to know all that information about them and everything. Yeah, and, I'm a, literally, I did the exact same thing, but with supercars. Okay. So we would go to, and my, my aunt still always 
tells me this story now or how, about how I used to do this. We'd go to the library, and I would always go get the supercar books. Yeah. And I would do the same thing. Yep. What engine's in it? What's its top speed? What's its wheelbase? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, where is it made? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I remember I, I did similar. I wasn't as into supercars. I did love supercars, though. You know, I had a big Lamborghini poster on my um, door. But I remember it was the Ferrari F- F50, probably. 50, which was at the time the fastest, like, road car in the world. It was like, went get up to, like, 205 or something like that. I remember it, like, that was, like, my dream car at oh, the time. Yeah. It was... Plus, it was a badass looking car. Like it had well, that, that big like spoiler built in. Yeah, the back. and it the front end kind of looked like a Ferrari and an F one car like collided. Yeah, and became one. So, so how old were you at that time? Oh, that you're shit, probably in the same ballpark, um, third to fifth grade, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, I mean, in third grade, I, I started playing Pokemon, the trading card game. Yeah, I went to tournaments. Um, I went to the Pokemon League to play cards every week at KB Toys. Um, and then it was probably about then when my interest in that kind of stuff was really peaking. And it was yeah. like, I didn't, I don't, you know, I had friends or whatever that played Pokemon, but I don't think they did it to the extent that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, my, my cousin and I would play, um, they had these little miniatures that you could buy, like that were the Pokemon, but they would come in like little plastic Pokeballs. They would all fit in the Pokeball. Okay. So it was kind of like action figures, sort mm-hmm. of, but Pokemon's version of it. We had those, and we would play Pokemart. So we would set up in his basement, like we'd have potions and and whatnot, and huh. yeah. So, I mean, so we were. Like I was following you until this point. Like this is where you guys get a little bit more hardcore than I was yeah, getting. <laughs> that's what I mean. And we were, so I mean, it was probably about that time where it was like, all right, this stuff, you know. And, uh, and of course, my friends like, I want to play football, and I'm like, I don't kind of want to go play Pokemon. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I was really big into Pokemon. Whatever year it came out. It was probably in ninety seven. Well, that would be about right. It was about third grade for me, right? So, I mean, that's about, I guess, when you'd be in third grade. I don't really know. I remember it was third when it got big. Was I was like twelve? I was like twelve. So it was like, uh, I guess, seventh grade for me. Yeah, and I remember like Burger King came out with these little Pokeballs. They did that when the movie came out. Yeah, yeah, because I have all of them. Yeah, I had I had all of them. Like I. I remember my grandmother, like, sent me this surprise package one time where she had gone to Burger King, like, 30 times or something like that. And, you know, I would figure she'd just give me, like, five, but she got, like, all 30 of them. (laughs) So I had a bunch of of doubles and everything. And, like, looking back at how much, I mean, some of those are actually worth some money still these days. Um, Really? Yeah, there's a couple of them that that have some value. I mean, they're not, like, thousands of dollars or anything like that. But if you look, there's a couple of them. I think it was Mewtwo was worth a little bit of money and maybe Charizard. Um, But I really loved those things. Like, I I had... I probably have them. Yeah, I had several sets of them. And, like, I had one that I opened up so I could like play with them and stuff and that I you know had you everything else was like thing. stay in the, yeah, yeah. Every, the rest of them would stay in the box and unfortunately I don't have those anymore my mom threw them all away when I moved here uh, to Kentucky but uh, damn which Kentucky. makes me sad but, yeah, all my Pokemon stuff really like, I, I was never away. much of a collector uh, I never my cousin was yeah. So he when we would get like um, Star Wars action figures, mm-hmm. my my cousin was like my big partner in crime growing up with all this stuff, Pokemon, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, like uh, you know that was who I did all this stuff with for the most part. Yeah. Um. And uh, he literally when Episode Two came out, he got an, the entire collection of the action figures. Oh wow! And kept every single one of them in the pack. In fact, they like really did won. it have like all hundred and fifty? Eight? Was it eight? I have no idea. The, the original release series, whatever they came out with right yeah. when the movie was dropping, he's at all of them. Or had all of them. Wow. And they were all in the package. At one point, they were lining his room. Apparently, the Mewtwo that came with that No, we're movie. talking about Star Wars. 
Star oh, Wars. Star Wars. Oh. Yeah, I thought, I thought I said Star Wars. You you might have, Episode and I was still two. sitting here thinking Pokemon. No, but, no. But okay. I, I'm pretty sure I have all those Burger King toys. Yeah. If not, I've got about 90% of them. I wish I still had those. Yeah. Not that They're I, definitely not in the bags. Though. Yeah, like I like I like the idea of the... the like I would still keep the gold cards yeah. and Pokeballs. Like like I'm not like, not I'm not gonna buy much, like plushies cool. or anything yeah. like that, but like those like the nostalgia factor of those and they, they would look cool in a cabinet. They like would. I would still keep some of those. They actually looked really good, I thought, for, yeah. for Burking stuff. Absolutely. I mean they have a good weight to them too. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause I've got for episode one, he also uh, my cousin also had all of the toys that you could get at um the KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Huts. Okay. Every yeah. single one of them. And I had all the cups that you could get, the collector's cups with the, the tops on them that were all like the different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you have, do you remember any of the decks that you played back in Pokemon? Pokemon? Yeah, or at least. The- oh, I did. I was too young to strategize. Okay. But I mean, did you have like a your favorite set of Pokemon that you had and like built I mean, I had, I had like four or five of them. I had like. Uh, a blue deck and a red deck and, mm-hmm. and a psychic deck, okay. uh, fire and you know water. I mean, um, I, again, there were there was no strategy to it. Right. I was more of a flavor player at that point. That's fair. It's actually kind of funny that we got on the topic of Pokemon because I just for some reason last night like I was looking for just random shit on YouTube and yeah. I came across some Pokemon stuff. Really. And I haven't really thought about Pokemon much since I was a kid. Um, but one of the videos that I watched was like what was the most broke deck in Pokemon. Pokemon like history or whatever or like the original broken deck in Pokemon and it's funny because it was the deck that one of the decks that I played of course it like was. in the seventh of course but like was. this is the seventh grade so it was the Haymaker deck um you know was it fighting Pokemon it was well it or was colorless? Hitmonchan um it was was the name Scyther yeah uh, um and then Electro or Electrode uh, no it was the it was like a bear looking Pokemon that was also a lightning Pokemon Oh, Electrobuzz. Electrobuzz. Yeah, there you go. So the three of them were the main guys, and then you just had a ton of card draw so that you could get to your, you know, get to your combos and stuff like that. Um, But they were just super efficient because you didn't have to worry about evolving, um, and you would just start doing damage to the other Pokemon while people are sitting there trying to evolve. and, you know, you had, I can't even remember what all the cards were, but they were cards that, like, a- added bon- damage bonuses to your your cards and whatnot. Um, and then the other big deck was Blastoise, which was my other, which yeah, was my I, other I, deck. I had a Blastoise deck, And sure. uh, I love that Blastoise deck. And, there, you know, he was talk- the guy was talking about, like, how, you know, Blastoise was, you know, kind of ahead of his time because he could cheat mana onto the... It's not, or not mana, not mana whatever energy. you want energy onto the field, it's and mana. it's like like you look at any any game now, and it's like if you had a way that it was just like oh, just put every bit of mana onto the field that you want, which is what Blastoise basically said. Like any water energy, you could put it all of it down if you had it in your hand. Yeah, if you had it in your hand. And so, you know, just, I mean, just think about that in Commander. I mean, like, if you could just play all of the well, mana that's in you your can, hand on turn right? one. <laughs> I mean, there are some cards, but, but uh, you know, I mean, this is like way, you know, we were talking about back in the 90s, man. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, I had a Blastoise. Again, I was like six or seven, so there was no mm-hmm. way I was trying to figure out combos or right. any sort of competitive. Yeah. I mean, I love my Charizard deck because he was my favorite Pokemon. Absolutely. I mean, but Charizard was so damn expensive. I remember that to yeah. this day. I was like, I never got to fucking use him mm-hmm. because by the time I evolved to him and by the time I had the energy to use his attacks, it was like... We needed the card I think it was Pokemon Trainer that like lets you skip an evolution. Like you got to skip Char... Uh, Again, I probably didn't understand the interaction between well, those cards. Have. I know. Okay. Well, you should have. Seven-year-old Corey was an idiot, I guess. <laughs> 
Um, and I, to be honest, I've never been good at any of the card games I played. We played, um, um, also with my cousin, I played the Lord of the Rings card game. No, I didn't know there was a Lord of the there Rings. There was. It was actually really cool because your deck, you would have these series of locations. It was, it was it kind of played like a, a movie, right? Mm-hmm. So you had these, like, I think it was like seven or nine locations. Okay. And they all had different effects. And your the point of your, like, to win the game, I'm pretty sure you had to get from, like, the first one to the last one. Okay. So it was like you were making this journey. And I was like, yeah. well, that's fucking perfect, right? That's yeah, a flavor that's win right there. Um, but... I, I just wasn't ever very good at that, and I could never. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't put much money into it, so that was probably part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's be honest, part of being good at a card game is having the good cards. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it's it, there. You know, you can be as good as you want, but if you don't have a good deck, it's not going to matter. Um, and then we played Versus, which was a Marvel superhero card game. Yeah, I never played that one. I always wanted you to check liked that it. out, though. Have a feeling. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but again, I just I was never very good at those mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know that um, whether it was just my lack of exposure. I couldn't understand the meta so much because um, of my limited exposure to cards and what right. you know what was out there. Um, and really, even with Magic, I'm good by proxy because I can ask you questions and because I can I have places to go read like mm-hmm. what I should be doing. Right. But like, but if you just put me in front of a card game and say here make a good deck and like you want me to find the good interactions and it's probably going to be mediocre at best right yeah i um my favorite card game of all time though has to be the world of warcraft card game really yeah it was just it was really really fun and i don't know if it was just like the time of my life was just like the perfect time to be playing this game and or what but i just really loved that game and so you basically picked um a class and you were you were the character that was that class and then you had like little allies that joined you and you had like armor and you had weapons that you could you could equip to your character um, and do different things and I mean it was very it was similar to Hearthstone okay the way that it played um, but it was a little bit different um, I think that um, Hearthstone's probably like kind of a skimmed down version of the World of Warcraft card game, but it's st- I, I still like Hearthstone though. I've never played it. It's it's pretty good. Um, it's a little bit too crazy for me now. To, to be honest, I feel like Magic is just the like. Why would you play anything? Yeah, I, I mean, I hear you. I, I like. I mean, I love Magic, but I still think the World of Warcraft card game was more fun. I don't think it's a better game. See, that's what I'm saying. From a mechanic standpoint, yeah. I'm like, they've they've got this market locked. Yeah. Like, there's a reason this game has existed. Nothing exists for 25 years, yeah. unless it's the absolute cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. There's too many people that come after you and try and make content that replicates yours. Right. And is a lot of times better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why most video games disappear in a year. Because somebody, you bring something interesting up, and then the next person says, oh, we're going to take that, but we're going to improve it a little bit. And then everybody forgets about your game. Yeah. But why is magic, I mean, why is magic still around? Why is Pokemon still around? Because they, as far as that genre of game, monster hunting, collecting, fight, like, they've got it. Yeah. Um, it is surprising that Pokemon's still around. Because it's like... It's not, man. They, they've done the perfect thing, right? They continued to make new content. They made it different, but close enough to the same to, to staying true to their formula, mm-hmm. and they've continued to improvise with different mechanics and game. Yeah, but my thing with it is, is that they haven't like like there's no new cartoons coming out to kind of keep the flavor of it because the demographic there's, is different. Yeah, the cartoon was good when I was growing up, and you had kids wanting to watch it on Saturday mornings. Right. Right now, people that are playing Pokemon games are our age. Yeah, I, but I feel I like mean, they I would, would watch want, it. But yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like but, that they but would but want. Would that you content. also just not? play a video game or play a car like if we were going to play pokemon like 
a, an anime is not going to be the the deal breaker. I mean, it's not, but but it refreshes it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like Dragon Ball. Like they've come out with a bunch of card games for Dragon Ball Z. And is that a good thing? No, it's not. You see what I'm they, saying? They haven't been good. But the newest one apparently is pretty good. I mean, everybody that's, that I've heard of that plays it really Super? likes it. Yeah. Yeah. I mm, go ahead. Well, I'm, not I mean, I'm just saying like. But I don't think it would be nearly as good or appreciated if they Super didn't just yeah. come out with Super and now... That's the thing, right? But Dragon Ball Z is based on an anime. Pokemon is based on a game. So it right. makes sense to have content to support the anime. Like, oh, we got a new anime. Let's make a game. Because mm-hmm. we don't have a successful one, right? Well, Pokemon is successful without an anime. Right. Because the crux of it is the game. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I think that maybe their their logic is is a it's not relevant to their key demographic and their 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 key content is the video. Game. Right. Um, so things to support the video. I mean, there's already a card game. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's already Pokemon Go, right? Which is yeah. I mean, I'm sure that revitalized the game a little bit too. You know, people. Oh, without a doubt, I'm sure it did. Um, you know, I, I'm sure when that came out, people played for a week and then went to Target and bought a Nintendo DS and bought Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no yeah. doubt in my mind that that happened. Um, and that's that's um that was one of those brilliant kind of so it was so different. Like it it in and of itself was not great, but it was simple enough to every single person that had ever touched Pokemon knew what it was. Yeah, knew the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And all you had everybody's got a smartphone. It's free. Download it. Yeah, and it was like the first anime that like parents knew about. That's what I'm saying. Like everyone remembers Pokemon. Yeah. If you ask any of our like our generation's parents what what's Pokemon They're like oh yeah, it was that stupid game that they played with the little monster like they mm-hmm. know because it was such a huge part of I mean it was a cultural phenomenon back in the nineties right so everybody you know um, yeah. everybody knew about it so it was, it was kind of this brilliant we're gonna take this content that we know everyone knows we're gonna make it accessible to where it's easy and to where it's social to where you have to be out in public mm-hmm. like it was just like man. This was a perfect storm of stuff that just worked. Yeah. Because um, the game by itself was nothing special. Right. <laughs> you yeah, see these little Pokemon on yeah. your screen, you throw a little Pokeball at it. Yeah. Can't even fight them. You can't trade. You, I mean, I, maybe you can do that stuff now, but when, when I played, you couldn't trade. I was like, you played these gym battles, which were just broken. Right. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I downloaded it before, and I tried to catch a Pokemon that was like in my backyard or something like that, and I failed, and then I, I, I deleted it. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Way to, way to be salty, Chris. <laughs> it just—I don't—I don't know. Like you know, you had to get up and walk around and do all this other stuff, and I just—I don't know. I didn't know anybody else that really played it, and like I—I I mean, like I have some nostalgia of Pokemon, but I don't like appreciate it as much as like some of the other people that that still love it as much. Um, I don't. I, I love it, but I love the old. I love the original Pokemon. Yeah, I've tried to play the new games. I've even watching Cassidy play Pokemon Go now, and she's catching these Pokemon. I'm like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> That's stupid. You sound like an old man right now. <laughs> but, but it's like you know, I mean, back in my day, yeah, we but, had 150 Pokemon. <laughs> but to me, it's what makes sense. Um, it's what I know. Right. I mean, it's what's nostalgic. Um, I don't really have a desire to learn another 300 Pokemon. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've said plenty of times, if you could let me play the Pokemon trading card game as it existed when I was a kid, I'd go spend a couple hundred bucks buying cards. Yeah. But there's no way in hell I'm like, I'm looking at the, the case cards and I'm like, what is a, what is this? Why I mean, you is can't it? even read the cards. Like That's what I'm saying. Like, it's shiny. The graphics like, what's are going so on? crazy. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not messing with this. I'm not relearning mechanics. I'm not relearning different Pokemon and what color. Right. Like, I don't want to, you know, but if you'd let me play, like, you know, Legacy or something <laughs> version mm-hmm. of Pokemon where it was like, this is just the old stuff. Yeah. Um, I would be in 100%, but unfortunately no one does that. 
No. And it would be kind of expensive, too. Like, a lot of those cards are going up in price. Really? What them Charizards, man. I don't, I don't know what they sell for these days, but I'm sure it's not cheap. I think it's... Well, if you want, like, a perfect first edition one or whatever. Well, I'm just talking about, like, just a perfect regular Charizard. I mean, they're probably worth some some decent money these days. I don't know, like, 100 bucks or something. Like, I I, tr- I looked them up, like, not too long ago because I was like, man, I'd like to have one of those again. I was like, no, not, Never I don't mind, want not it that much. Bucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you there. So we've been spending a lot of time at uh, Cardinal. Speaking of card games, we were spending a lot of time at Cardinal, and it, it got us thinking... Um, if if what is the perfect gaming store? Like what if you could pick anything, do anything, what would it have? What would it be like? Not that Cardinal's not good. Don't let, don't get us wrong. No, I mean I often fantasize about this anytime that I'm close to buying a lottery ticket. Yep, it's like that's that's the <laughs> dream, right? Just uh live out your days in a in a store playing with magic cards and whatnot. Yeah. Um so there I have thought about this a lot and I have exactly So Chris the is gonna give us like a square head. footage and uh <laughs> Well square footage is as big as I could possibly possibly afford <laughs> if you so, won the lottery it'd be yeah. a big ass game store yeah i mean like i would want i don't know I, you wouldn't want it too big because then it's just completely unwieldy um i do like the size of cardinal um but i'd probably want it about double that size i could see that um and it would be a big circle and then actually it'd be more like a donut so and it would be sectioned off into four sections would you sell donut no Okay. Just shaped. Just shaped like a donut. Okay. I don't like donuts enough to sell them. <laughs> yeah. No. But we would sell alcohol. So that's Fair. that's the donut hole. Is okay. So you've got a big circle that's the whole building. We'll say it's now oh, 10,000 square feet. That's a lot. Okay. Um, and it's a big circle. And then in the center of this big donut is a bar. And then the building is sectioned off. So there's four different sections. Four donut quadrants. Four donut quadrants, but they all lead into the bar. So the bar is always accessible from anywhere in the store. Um, And the bar would have... It would have, like, a light menu of food also. Like, you'd have, like, sandwiches. Burgers. Burgers. Um, pizza. Pizza. You gotta have pizza. I mean, you can't. Gamer, yeah. Gamers right, demand we, fucking can. pizza. Um, there would be alcoholic beverages, of course. Um and you know sodas and all that kind of stuff but i think that it's really important to have a bar um and not even like because i drink or anything like that because i don't really drink that much but it just oh, that's feels why it's surprising to me i'm sitting here thinking like i don't know it just think feels seeing chris really drink yeah it just feels really important to have this for me and of course there's going to be well from a business perspective it makes perfect sense yeah my question though is how do you because you need to make this friendly for all ages right so and a bar makes, I mean, you don't like, but you want, I mean, I get what you're saying. We don't necessarily want kids. I, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't want kids there. Sorry. People with kids, I don't like your kids. They make noise and they make a mess and they are annoying. Yeah. Um, but. You got well-behaved kids though, like Zach, like they, yeah, you know. But they're still kids. Yeah. So they're running around doing crazy stuff. These kids don't seem to do that much. At Rex Bar, they're running around. Yeah, but they're not breaking stuff or anything no. like that. But, but anyways, I hear what you're saying. You, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, or, well, we can't like give kids a test when they come in. Like, well, let's see how well behaved you are. Right. And then you can come in. But I think for, you know, I guess my point is when you go to Through the Decades or you go to Cardinal or you go to any of the other game stores I've been, there's always kids. I mean, even, yeah. you know, maybe. 12 to 15 year olds right mm-hmm. i'm not talking necessarily about five-year-olds yeah um, but there are going to be younger people there and then it begs the question of is does that alcohol presence cause an issue i mean it doesn't at a rec bar they have kids there that's until true. 10 o'clock at night and they have <clears throat> i mean it's it is a bar so that's true that's very true so i think it would work um but i mean really i would prefer it to be like an 18 or older kind of place um 
just preferably. I mean, like, I want that kind of atmosphere where grown men and women can feel relaxed. Um, yeah. You know, so one of the quadrants, talking about feeling relaxed, would be like a library area. So we'd have all of the books and everything that you need to be able to play these games, play D&D. Um, might even have like some D&D tables or something like that set up in there. Um and you'd have like some, you know, some music playing in there, but like kind of like calming music, not like rock or anything like that, but just, mm. you know, maybe even classical music or something like that. Then you'd have, you'd have, um, leather chairs, leather bound books, rich leather mahogany, bound books, rich mahogany. Mm. um, you know, you'd have, uh, I mean, it would just be like a relaxing kind of like grown man kind of area. I mean, maybe even like a fireplace, like, you know, just a place where you can just sit and just hang out talk to people, have a little round table dis discussion about what you guys want to do, you know, after you're done gaming or what we're going to do for the next game. Right. Just a, a place where you can just get away from all of the people being too excited playing games because people are going to be having a shit ton of fun in the store. Of course. So we got, you know, we got to be able to section away from that because sometimes you just don't want all of that in your ear. Sometimes you just need a minute. So the second quadrant would be the storefront. Um, like I wouldn't, you know, obviously I'm imagining this as like, I'm a millionaire, so I'm not worried about making a bunch of money, but I would have like, like for, we'll say Warhammer, like games workshop. I would have like 10 of everything, you know, <laughs> and it would stay stocked at 10 of everything because I hate, one thing I hate about going into stores, um, is going in and not having what I want. I yeah. hate ordering stuff because I, I want it now. <laughs> well, for me, I, you know, for me, I uh, I feel the same, um, and it's it, a lot of it is because I want to support local businesses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I see like a, a TCG player or, or Star City Games. I'm like, these guys just have a warehouse of cards, yeah, and they're making a piss load of money. Mm -hmm. If I can find a local card store that will sell me the same product for the same money or better, like why would I order it? Right. Um, not to mention the fact that I get it when I want it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just like to think that even if I, you know, because I really respect the guys that it's their passion and they don't have a, um, you know, a, a typical, what I would call quote unquote safe career mm -hmm. where, you know, you're doing, you're sitting in an office from eight to five, they've went out and did something that they wanted to do. And I feel obligated to support that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Because I, mean, I, I because I would want the same courtesy back if I started my own business mm -hmm. following my passion and it would be really frustrating hearing customers coming to me like oh well I just ordered that online and it's like I right. I sell it here we're like I'm not charging you more like right. well, you know why would you buy that somewhere else? Plus, I want to see that store survive. You well, know? that's what I, I mean, them, right? It's it's. it's know, I don't want a things. year from now them to be closed because they didn't make enough money. You know, yep. so yeah. So we've got we got two quadrants. So done. very well stocked. Very. Well, I mean, just everything. Um, and then the next quadrant would be the Warhammer game. Are you going to have foil signed underground seas? Well, there are no foil underground seas. They're not. Is, they didn't, did they make before foil? Really? Exist. See, this is how much of a noob I am. I didn't realize yeah, you that. Are kind of a noob here. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'll accept it. But. Uh, yeah, so there there weren't any, unfortunately, um, and there never will be because they're on the reserved list. So we'll never see foil underground seas, especially not signed ones. Um, yes, they. But to your question, yes, we will have autographed 
underground seas. And then we'll have non-autographed underground scenes for you people that act like autographs are damaged. There's something wrong with you guys are damaged. Okay? <laughs> like nobody says that a baseball card that's autographed is a damaged or a baseball bat. card or a bat or a glove or a jersey or a baseball. Like, I mean, come on. Like we're, I don't understand people. I, I get wanting to be a purist. Well, no, I don't. I, I don't get it at all. Actually. Like, com- like some people hate comic books that are signed. It's like, get out of here, man. Like you're going to tell me that you don't want the guy that like wrote that comic to sign your book. Like, I don't know. That just makes it more special to me. I wouldn't want one I that can... somebody else got signed. Like Correct. I can get that, like, but everything that I have with a signature on it, I have witnessed it be signed. You know what I mean? So, you know, it has that, that sentimental value. That I, yeah. I got to meet that artist. I've got something to that always point, remember though, that. I do see from a valuation perspective where that's different. That's a sentimental value for you. Yeah. So like you just, you even kind of mentioned uh, someone else that had a card sign wouldn't mean as much to you. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But still, to, but there's a, de- but I don't think that it would degrade the value of it. People say it's damaged. I mean, a damaged card is worth, you know, a tenth of what it's, what pristine version would be depending on what the card is you know what i mean that's a little silly so to tell me that just because the artist that drew or painted this card um you know is worth less because his signature is on it like that's That's just that's ridiculous to me um but you know it's whatever you don't get your sign card signed you you can be that guy (laughs) (laughs) but uh so you will have even the high value stuff oh yeah i mean i'm a millionaire who cares at this point you know yeah like we're talking about about on a card right I mean, what's $8,000 on a car if you're a freaking millionaire? I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's whatever. So we would have, you know, all of those cars. I mean, I would have my own Star City games in this store, basically. You know, we would have all the stuff people are hunting for because there's nothing more frustrating than not being, like I said, not being able to find what you're looking for. Um, I get it, you know, with local stores. I mean, it's going to happen. They can't possibly stock everything that you would ever want and not make money on it too that's the other thing right is i I would imagine i don't run a local gaming store but i imagine they're waiting to the opportunity to where they can buy something at a price that is good enough to resell and make money yeah um which it's easy enough to find any card you want Mm -hmm. go on ebay go on star city games go on tcg player whatever you're gonna find it yeah um but it's a matter of can i buy it at that price Mm -hmm. and then resell it and make money which complicates the issue of a local game store that you know if they wanted to just stock everything they could go to tcg player and buy it too but then when they go to sell it are they they're going to lose money right unless they sell it for over what tcg player sells it for Mm -hmm. at which point i'm just going to look at you and say if you're charging me 20 percent more than than what i can get online i mean you're making it really hard for me to buy from you at that point right which you know they lose business so it doesn't make sense so it's a double-edged sword i think but in your case it's like whatever you know i want to have the card here to have the card here yeah not because i intend to make 20 bucks on it or whatever yeah exactly like i mean i don't like i would probably even discount the stuff you know because i wouldn't care about making a profit you just want to make enough money to to keep the doors open in your situation um you would probably make up those profits in the in the food and drinks yeah, well, that's true too. Get people in the door for a good yeah. card prices and and make your money in another in another app. You know, yeah. hey, you gotta have. A, I mean, loss leaders work, right? Mm-hmm. Why is why do sh- why does shit go on sale like for crazy prices at Kroger? Because yeah, guess just need what, to get people in the door because they're gonna spend a, you know two hundred bucks on other stuff yep. by saving ten bucks on these you know ramen noodles exactly. or whatever. So it's a it's a it's a good marketing strategy for a reason. But um, so so we've got the storefront that's stocked to the gills. 
We've got a, a rich leather-bound book in Mahogany Library. Yeah, you might as well just rebind all of those books in leather, too. That'd be kind of cool if you had, like, store copies of Codexes yeah. and stuff, but they were bound Yeah, you got that um, nice differently. smell of brand-new leather. Yeah, so what's That'd section awesome. number three? So section number three would be all the gaming tables. So you'd have, I don't know, I'm going to just throw an arbitrary number out of there, 64 64, okay. <laughs> Sounds very planned, but we'll call it arbitrary. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would. They would also all be themed. Well, I don't want to say all. Half of them would be themed tables. So we'd have like half where I would commission tables by artists, and there would be like a theme to this table where, you know, it might have. Um, it might be like an assault on a on a castle or something like that, and it's always going to be the same terrain on there. Oh, so we're talking Warhammer tables, not yeah. card tables. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Car- yeah, Warhammer tables. Um. So there, each one would have like its own little theme. Like you'd have like a you know like a demon world or something like that. And so like you've got all of this cracked um, terrain. Um, you have like lava coming out of the ground and that kind of stuff. And you know you'd have like a table that's like maybe. Um, like a destroyed battlefield where there's craters everywhere and stuff like that. And those aren't ones that you want to play on all the time, but you might have like a theme for something or a battle that you specifically want to do um, or something like that. And then we'd have like, like, you know, maybe like a 12 foot table that might be like uh, the assault on Terra or something like that. Like there's just this big crazy table that has like built in stuff on, if you guys have ever heard of Warhammer World, they have some tables that are like this that are really cool. So if you want to look up kind of what I'm talking about, um, you know, when you get out of the car or something, when you're done listening to this, look up uh, Warhammer World tables. And they've just got some insane tables. Um, they're basically the same thing I'm talking about. And then the other... 32 tables would be like your standard like just grass tables and then you put whatever terrain you want on it so you can play tournaments and and that kind of stuff on there um and then the last room i guess would be your playing card games um so but i would also have poker because i actually really like texas hold'em i don't really play (laughs) it as much anymore but we would have some some poker tables um, can't can't actually gamble for real money there because that's not legal in Kentucky yet. But we would have them. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know you'd have you know your basic uh, tables for for card games, but they would be a nice like felt table. You know they'd be be really nice. I mean that 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 room is kind of not as exciting for me. But say I would uh, I would almost maybe have a room that was like a hobby room where people could paint. Yeah, and you know. You I was kind of thinking about that in the library, but yeah, you models really want, and you know you could do that kind of yeah. stuff. And, I mean, I guess you could put that in the storefront room because you don't need you know what I say twenty five hundred square feet of storefront. So you could I, have I like know, I'm bad. I would be horrible at estimating that. Yeah, I mean, you might need that much, but I don't think you would need that much storefront to cover everything that I would want covered in there. So I would say that we could do all that stuff in that, like the the front room where you have models and stuff like that. Um, and it'd probably be better to have it there anyway, because then you got like the paint racks right there. So if it's like, oh something. shit, like you don't have to walk all the way across this whole building to go find Well, I feel the same way like when I play a game of Magic and I'm like, now I'm going to walk all the way over here because I need to buy a specific card to counter something you put in your deck. Yeah. Same problem. Mm-hmm. That's what happens a lot of times. It, it does happen a lot. It does happen a lot. And it's kind of it's kind of shady that you do it like that, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I don't know the cards as well as you do, and you already have the cards um, in the deck. Before I, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I should put that in here. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's whew, quite a doozy there. Yeah, like I've been thinking about that I'll say years. You can tell that you've been uh, put some thought into that. So if anybody ever finds a winning lottery ticket and you want to donate it to me so that I can build this dream store, you know. <laughs> He's open to that? I'm, I'm very open to that. Um, I will not be running the store, though. My whole, my, so if my, I won the lottery and I and I commissioned the store, you wouldn't manage it? Oh, I would run it. I mean, if you were going to pay me, like, I mean, I would hope that if you were a multi-billionaire, you'd be able to pay me a reasonable amount of money. But, like, <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, I'd have to make, you know, a reasonable amount of money. But I would be the most enthusiastic dude ever for that money. It would be, <laughs> it would be well worth it. But if I were, if I were running the store, my goal would be to get a friend of mine that had some know-how and pay them a really good salary to do yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what people would consider a really good salary, but, you know, I mean, say $50,000 a year to run a game store in a way that, that I want it run, which is going to be really chill. Like, there's no quotas to make. You know, you don't have to worry about well, that kind of it's thing. It's bankrolled, right? So yeah. your profit and loss is not right. the biggest concern. So, you know, there's not really that much stress to it. You're just making sure that... Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. You, you're knowledgeable about the stuff. Because that's a big important thing to me is like, I don't like going to a game store where people don't know what they're talking about. You know, I mean, it's fine if you don't know everything in your store and you've got like an expert on like this and that. Like, I think Cardinal is really good about that. Like, they've got guys that are like, this is what they know. Like, you want if you want to talk about Dragon Ball, like, you need to talk to this dude. Chase, you know, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about, you know, magic, you need to talk to Zach. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I do appreciate that because there there's somebody that you can go to and you can talk about you know different stores and or I mean different stores the different genres and whatnot and and what you want um, and they're interested in learning about stuff like they are not the most knowledgeable at Warhammer because it's new to them but they're always asking you know. Um, Mace is always asking me questions about it. Yeah, I helped um, him put the uh, stickers on the Gundam models. Yeah. And then, you know, he added the Gundam stuff. Yeah. And so... Well, because he was, like, sitting there struggling to find it. I'm like, here, just let me help. <laughs> I'll be able to do this way faster. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's really awesome. Um, so, you know, my friend would have to be, you know, they'd have to be knowledgeable on that stuff. And they'd have to be willing to learn about stuff because, you know, I want... I would want somebody that was really knowledgeable and and really willing to learn about those things to, to put a good face on the store. That makes so, sense. I mean, yeah, I don't think... Um, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Going into anywhere, it's one of my frustrations with shopping at a big box store. Um, when you ask somebody about something, they just have no idea. Yeah, it's like, mm, come on. Yeah, you go to Lowe's and you expect somebody to know something about. I know. I'm a like, screw. I need, I need this, and they're like, I have no idea where this is, and I'm like, right. Do you fucking can work you tell here? me somebody uh, that knows where I can right. find this thing? Like, I and yeah, I really hate that when you talk to people and they don't even, they're not even like willing to go find the information. For yeah, them. like, th- like there was one time that you were thinking about speaking of Lowe's, but it was at Home Depot, and I needed a key mate. And this is like the second or third time I'd been there to make a key, and, I'm, and they couldn't find somebody that knew how to work the damn machine. I'm like, I know how to work the machine. I just don't. <laughs> have a code right. to let me into it yeah like it's not hard like come yeah. on guys like how do you not that is hilarious yeah <laughs> but uh game stores are usually pretty good because i feel like people only people end up there that are somewhat passionate about what yeah. they're doing yeah um, more knowledgeable in some respect mm-hmm. um i can't say that i've ever been to a, especially a local game store and been disappointed by the lack of product knowledge yeah um there's definitely you know i mean box stores again is where it's normally disappointing right um you know if you go into a best buy and you're asking about computer parts they're like oh, oh yeah yeah i don't know way man. above their yeah their pay grade 
Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Even asking the Geek Squad guys, they're just like, uh, no, we're not know. actually the ones that work on the computer. We're just the ones that take the order and put your computer in a box. So. Yeah, they run some software <laughs> on it back there, but that's pretty much it. Right. Um, yeah, I, so... I mean, I think that sounds pretty cool. And I, I can't say that I would, there's a whole lot that I would change about that. I mean, I think that pretty much checks all the boxes of something that you'd want in a gaming store. Yeah. Um, you know, good product selection, um, good areas to play the game, um, a, a food food and drink. I mean, that to me is is pretty key. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I spend a lot of money on, on that kind of stuff when everybody you know, I go will. to those places. Everybody so. will. I mean... And Especially you, when you get alcohol, I mean, you can kind of... Well, not that's even above. When I say food <laughs> and drink, for me, I, I'm excluding alcohol because right. I don't drink. But um, for me, you know, just if I'm at a game store and I'm and I'm hungry and you... Like, basically what it boils down to a lot of times is you're making choices about what's in close vicinity to that place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's nothing good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fast food I mean, or Most whatever. shopping centers are going to have, you know, Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like, pick on Cardinal, but, you know, they're, they're right down from Little Caesars and... I mean, it's just funny because, like, uh, um, Pet Shop Comics, which is where I used to play. It was right by Little Caesars. It was a Little Caesars right there down the street. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is, though, is look at the, you know, I, I've said this ever since they moved to that location, to the people, maybe not to them, but um, to the guys that we play with. I'm like, every time I'm in here, there's multiple Little Caesars boxes sitting yeah. around somewhere. And I'm like, just sell food. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Because people, you know, cardboardy pizza is only good so many times. Yeah, somebody was actually telling me that uh, Heroes started selling um, food at their place. They actually started getting some of those meal prep meals, which I thought was kind of interesting. interesting. So the kind of the healthier yeah. options. I mean, if Cardinal like wants to do that, I can. I know I know plenty of people to do that. Yeah. Um, I just don't know many people at Cardinal that would probably be interested. It's not, it's not interested necessarily in what I'm eating. You know, it's not yeah. bland chicken and rice. I mean, he makes all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. Well. I mean, um, yeah, Macroman does all that stuff. And okay. Pasha would love to come set meals up there, I'm sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's one of the things I think is is um, would be a really big game changer for me. I mean, not necessarily for me because I don't really eat all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff all the time. But um, shoot, microwave burritos, like I mean, it doesn't have to be anything special, right? I mean, just something quick and easy. I mean, that would be. Good. That's, I mean, let's be real. Hot a, pocket. A microwave burrito or a hot pocket is just as good as a Little Caesars pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't argue with that at you all. You know what I'm saying? And I it's mean, cheaper and it's more convenient. Yep. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to leave. You don't right. have to do any of that stuff. Um, so I think that's a, a big, you know, even just um, comfort. And you could almost, you know, if you got to the point where you could sell higher tier stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it would almost make a name. Like, we, hey, we got to this place and... They've got awesome food. Yeah. Like, we play there from 10 in the morning until 2 in the morning at night on weekends, and we never leave. Yeah. You know I mean, because you don't have to. Right. Um, that was one thing that uh, we did at Pet Shop every once in a while was we would have, like... At first, it was just an up all night thing. So we he would stay, you know, normally he'd close at, like, 9 o'clock or something like that on a, on a Saturday, well, like, once a month. Uh, or I'm sorry, and then once a month he would have like a day where we stayed until like three or four o'clock in the morning, um, which was something that we took from the old game shop that I played at in Texas. We would have like a lock-in kind of thing up all night, um, and we'd play to like six or seven o'clock in the morning. Um, but Pet Shop started doing that for a little while, and then he even at one point he had a deal where it was like a whole weekend of gaming. So <laughs> it was we would start when he opened on Saturday, and he literally would not close. 
until closing time Sunday night. Damn. Yeah. It was it was crazy and it was it was really fun. Like we would have like different tournaments set up and we'd have like different card events set up. Um, you know, I don't know if that's anything that Cardinal would want to do, but uh, if you guys are listening, I mean that would be that would be kinda cool. Like my ass you know, would be falling asleep, yeah. I'll tell you that. I'm too but old uh, I, you know, I am kind of getting, kind of getting. Old I was like Chris, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Last night, last night I went to bed at ten o'clock. I was like, and that's not that's earlier than I usually go to bed. But I was like, man, I need to, I need some sleep. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like that kind of stuff is really fun. I know they stay till open till midnight on Saturdays, which yep. is still pretty good. Absolutely, and um, you know they're never closing the doors on us either. In yeah. fairness, I mean, if you're finishing up a game or whatever, it's not like they're yeah. kicking you out. So, um, one of the only th- I I do want to say one of the only things that I would change about your store. Because I agree with like 75% of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not do the library thing. If people want to chill, they can chill in the bar or restaurant. Um, but that, the other sections, I would do video games. Okay. It, would, it would definitely be like a land center with top of the line PC rigs. Yeah. Come sign into your Steam account, play games with other people, have TVs with consoles set up. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff. There was actually a store that did that in E-Town. Um I can't remember what the name of that place was. That's an E-Town. No one cares. Yeah, I, it, it's close. It's long closed. I'm now. sure. Now they played Warhammer and stuff like that there, <laughs> but they had like a big video game thing going on there. Gosh, what the heck was it? Uh, I can never remember anything these days. Getting old. Yeah. Um, but they did that, and uh, it was kind of neat. Like the, they had League of Legends tournaments there. I mean, they, yeah, people, you know, stuff like that. Come play. La- la- I mean, yeah. like we were talking about land parties earlier. Like that doesn't happen a whole lot now. Yeah. And it's like you know, I remember. Um, I never did this, but I had a, a bunch of friends in college that were from Paducah, Kentucky. And they would talk about when they grew up, that's what they would do on the weekends was go to the land center. Yeah. And play Counter Strike and play mm-hmm. all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, shit, that'd be awesome, you know? Um, yeah. I, I, we, when I was in Iraq, that was one of the things that we did, uh, you know, after we'd come back from these long ass missions, we would do um, land parties with the Halo. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, we'd stay up till four o'clock in the morning playing Halo and then have to get up at, you know, six o'clock in the morning to Jeez, you know, do I don't whatever. Know how you did that. Yeah, rippets. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what rippets are, they're like. I've seen it in Generation Kill. They just, yeah, they, there's it, a section in there about yeah. that, right? So there are these, uh, they're basically, I mean, just uh, energy drinks. Um, and they were in these tiny little cans. I don't, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive to what we have nowadays. Like monsters are in these monster cans, but. People, I mean, we would drink like I don't know, like fourteen of these things in a day. Oh, like, I mean, just I mean, an insane number of these little cans. I mean, they were probably like I don't know, like six ounce cans or something like that. They were tiny little cans, but uh, yeah, we drank the shit out of those things, and that's that's how we survived. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, you needed something shit two hours of sleep in that kind of environment. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you. But, yeah, playing Halo all night was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Was, there were a couple of us that were really good at it, and the rest of the guys, you know, they were just kind of the fodder. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun, especially, I mean, the first Halo, I mean, it was just, you know, it was one of the first times that a lot of these guys had ever played in a LAN thing. Um, and so it was it was quite, the, quite a good experience. And, and the nice thing about LAN parties, you never have to worry about lag. You know, and that's, you know, that's one thing that just drives me nuts about playing some of these first person shooters and stuff like that. You get these little lag spikes and it's just like, OK. Yeah, that's the big problem with PUBG was just the network latency. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did. There was, you know, Counter-Strike does it very well, um, like ping limits and stuff. But um, in PUBG, there was none. So you'd have some dude on the server with, you know, fucking uh, just teleporting across the screen. And yeah, shit. or just, you know. <laughs> shooting you and he's not even in existence yet right. to you and it's like okay um and it's gotten a little better i guess but um that was and that's one of the things that bugs me about call of duty too because they do like some lag compensation and stuff mm-hmm. and to me it boils down to this we're gonna put a ping limit on the server if you're over it you're out of the server 
Right. Which is what Counter Strike, you know, I mean, in Counter Strike, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Like, your, your ass is gone. Like, yeah, I, that's and how I, it should and, be. And I guess for me, it's like, well, we can't exclude the people with bad internet connections. Like, we absolutely can exclude them, and we will because it's degrading the quality of the game for everybody right. else. Or just put all those people with shitty internet on the same server. Yeah, they're not going to know the fucking difference. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's where I am with it. I think it's something that again, we've tried to make these the thing like more accessible to everybody, which is fine unless you're degrading everybody else's experience. Yeah, which to me is not fair to everybody else that has good internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it sucks to live out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and you don't have good internet. If you want to have good internet, you can move. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's come, the come bottom line, get that line, Google right? Fiber here in Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the two places it's offered <laughs> right. or whatever. They need to get on that shit. Somebody was telling me that there was like a, a lawsuit between them and Spectrum. I'm sure. I don't know. They need to get on it. Like, I want some damn Google Fiber. Well, they, you know, the funny thing is, uh, and this is, we're, we're off topic here, but we, <laughs> we can we can close out on this um, before we talk about the events and stuff. So when I moved into this condo, I had uh, Time Warner. Mm-hmm. I paid for 300 megabit internet, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is great. It was a good price. I wasn't worried about it. When they got bought by Spectrum, they dropped my internet speed to like 75 megabit. And when I called and said, no, like, I'm, I'll pay you for the 300. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we can't do it. I'm like, what the, what do you really mean? Weird. You can't do it. I did it yesterday. Yeah. Literally nothing changed. The hardware's here. You're just, there's a setting on your end that you're just like, nah. That's really weird because. But they, they did, it's price. It's price gouging, right? They can yeah. charge me the same amount of money for less bandwidth. Well, it's just weird. I say it's weird because I still have 300 megabits. Oh, I do now because after Google Fiber and everyone's starting to jump ship. Yeah. And all these third-party fiber providers are coming and, and whatever. They're starting to lose market share. Yeah. So they're like, oh, our speeds are better. It's like they were better two years ago, mm-hmm. which that was like insane. That they like, I was furious when I got off the phone with them. Oh, I'm sure. Because I'm like, the, in, the, the, the freaking cable line is the same. N- like literally, you didn't have people come over here and take it out and put shittier hardware in. Right. Did you? No? Great. Then you can still do it. Yeah, I'm really surprised that they would do that to you, though, because I've—I mean, I've had—I mean, it's—and I, I, I legitimately had the conversation. Like, I'm not. There's no joke to this story. Yeah. Like, I called. I even offered to pay them more. I was like, I like, just tell me what the rate is, and as long as it's not like 500, you know, something absurd. Right. Like, if it's an extra 20 bucks a month or whatever, I'll pay for. It. Nope, we we, just, we can't do it. Like, yeah, because right. I called them and I was wanting to like change my internet and because I, I had the 300 and I was just wondering like if they had any deals going on or something like that. And they were like, well, we now have the 200 and the 500, but we don't have the 300 anymore and we can't give you like any kind of deal on that. Um, and like the 200 was like the same price as the 300. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just be keeping the, the 300, 300. <laughs> yeah. you know, so I don't know. That's that's really strange that they would do that to you. Like and I, I just say that because they didn't do it to me and i'm like i wonder i wonder what the difference was that they didn't just change mine or just the area of town probably yeah, or that something could be. um I, yeah, I don't know either but it was the most frustrating thing ever because yeah, like, that would piss me off man like, i know i know you can do it and yeah. i'm offering it's not like i'm trying to lowball you like i'll pay you i understand you're trying to make your money whatever um but yeah so for like it was actually just in the last two or three months where I started to get speed increases. Hmm. <laughs> it's Jeez. unbelievable. But yeah. um, so, anyways, that's pretty much all we had to talk about tonight. Um, so this weekend, which will be September fifteenth, right? Is that this weekend? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just making sure my dates are right. <laughs> um, they're all running together. So September fifteenth, we will be at Math Cafe um, for a social mixer. Um, so come hang out and um, 
you know, they're one of our partners. Any, we are working, or we are trying to have a bar there. They do not sell alcohol, I don't think. So we're trying to work with a third party company to get some some alcohol there, so you guys can drink and have fun. Um, I'm not sure whether that'll actually happen or not. We had some logistical stuff happen, so um, it may not end up happening. But any of your purchases that are non-alcoholic. Um, through Math Cafe, which will be food and drinks that they sell, will be 15% off if you have your membership card. Um, anything else will be on your own. Um, they've got it's, they got some cool art there. It's it's a real cool space down in the Highlands. So um, come check it out on Saturday if you're not doing anything. Um, and then on Monday, uh, like always, we'll be at Cardinal playing Magic. Um, so come hang out, come learn. Uh, we had some really good games this weekend. I think uh, the people that have been coming for the last couple of weeks are, are starting to get the hang of it. Yeah. Um, this was probably the. This might have been the biggest turnout that we've had. Yeah, I mean, there were. I don't know how many people there were there, but there was. There were a at lot least of twelve because yeah. we had three pods at one point. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, it was. I think it was significantly more than that too, because there were. I don't know. There were just a lot of people there. It just. It felt like it was a lot more than twelve. Maybe it was just twelve, but. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, so we had a really good turnout. We're having a really good turnout. Um, again, we're more than willing to, t- to help you learn to play if you don't um, know how to play. If you do know how to play but you don't have a commander deck or you used to play and you still don't have a deck or whatever, we've got decks. Don't worry about that. Um, between uh, me and Chris and, and hell, the other people that are regulars up there, I mean, there's no limit. Yeah, I mean, there's, we have there's way many, more decks, decks than we have people. Yeah, And no one's um, worried about letting you, you know, use one of them to, to learn how to play or to have fun with us. So um, come check it out. Um, I think that's all for the events we have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Hope you guys like the show. It was a little different. Uh, we, I mean, yeah, let's say a little different than what we nor- stuff we normally talk about. Um, it was a little more open, I think. We just kind of, our topics were very narrow and we just kind of started yeah. talking. Um, but I had fun. Um, and if you guys don't already follow the podcast, uh, please do. Um, also, uh, subscribe, I guess is the right word. And rate and review it if you're listening on iTunes. That helps out a lot. Um, and, uh, just don't forget guys, you know, comment on the threads when we post them. Um, Scott Payne. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. He commented on last week's, um, we were talking about the first competitive first person shooter. Mm -hmm. It was Quake. It wasn't Counter-Strike. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, and as soon as he said that, I'm like, I don't know how I missed that because I remember when I was playing Counter Strike, you'd have the older guys like, man, back in the day we were playing playing Quake, and it was like, and I, you know, it just totally slipped my mind because I never played yeah, it. Quake I guess. was a really fun, fast pace, really fast paced, really twitch based. I mean, yeah. that was straight up skill. There was no random number generation in that. No, that was a, that was an awesome game. Um, but yeah, so thanks, Scott. Again, that's the kind of stuff we like to hear. If we mess something up or there's something you know that we don't know, fill us in, and we, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll do what we just did, and yeah, um, you know, let everybody know. Um, and if you guys have any questions or anything you want us to talk about, any interesting topics, you can message us on Facebook, um, post it in the group, um, comment on our threads, the the podcast threads, or you can email us at a nerd like me media at gmail dot com. Um, but that is all we got for this week, folks. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.